Hello, my name is Sabrina Kuhn Godfrey. I'm running at large for the Board of Education, making sure all students have quality, accessible, and equitable education is my priority. It would be an honor to serve our community as a member of the board. Vote Sabrina Kuhn Godfrey for BOE during early voting or on primary day, May 17th. Paid for by Sabrina Kuhn Godfrey for BOE. One stop number six, located just one mile west of East Forsyth at 2748 West Mountain Street, Kernersville. A proud supporter of East Forsyth since 1983, serving fresh fried chicken and our famous taters seven days a week from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. For a limited time, grab our Wife Safer family meal for only $13.99. Eight pieces of chicken and sides for four for just $13.99. One stop. Come see us at 2748 West Mountain Street in Kernersville. Area softball stars. Register for the Diamond Star Softball Transfer Portal Showcase June 14th and 15th at Bob Lewis Park in Asheville, North Carolina. This showcase is for any player currently in the transfer portal or any JUCO player. Get the opportunity to showcase your skills in front of college coaches from all levels. Over the two-day event, players participate in evaluations such as softball skills and metrics by college sports evaluations, drill and team practice participation, and playing in three games. For more information, visit DiamondStarEvents.net or email Coach Ben McKinney at McKinney at Diamond starevents.net Carolina Cobras If I take that field If I take that field If my game starts to slide If my game starts to slide I have no fear I have no fear If my brother got my gun Catch them all season long That's all we got That's all we got On your home for triad sports Oh, are we right here? Are we right here? Tobacco Road Sports Radio.com. Kim Source Direct is a single source supplier. In business since 2007, they have over 80,000 products for customers just like you. Located in the heart of North Carolina, they supply cleaning products all throughout the Southeast. Whether you're a commercial business, office, or municipal building, looking for wholesale cleaning products, chemicals, cleaning equipment, or service, they've got you covered. Please reach out and start saving money today. Stop by their store open to the public and save. Kim Source Direct, 1207 South Park Drive in Kernersville. Give them a call at 336-515-9990. Order from the website at kimsourcedirect.com like to have everybody's attention for a moment there's a stat i don't like bringing up stats but there's one stat about the panthers he's a more is james harden better score than michael jordan no he's a more creative in that he's, traveling he, is not creative he Brandon. He <laughs> you know no matter what the score is and they've said it themselves whether they're up 10 down 10 down 20 whatever they know they can turn it on whatever why did you have to bring up Cowboys. <laughs> Lived in Texas for two years and just could not stand to watch Cowboys for life. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right, listen up, listen up. Welcome to the rundown. Here's Desmond Johnson. And welcome to a brand new spanking Saturday edition of the rundown. I'm your host, Desmond Johnson. Per usual, a lot of stuff to get into. A lot of stuff to get into on this Saturday morning. It's uh, Saturday, May the 7th. It's the first weekend of May, which is usually the spring folly week in Kernersville, which also means it's probably raining. And we had tornado warnings all day yesterday for the opening day of it. Uh, I think they might be calling for some later on today as well. So uh, joining me in our number one today, Larry Frank from Frankly Speaking Sports. You can catch that on TobaccoRoadSportsRadio.com every Tuesday through Thursday at 11 a.m. And Brett Wiseman, who is host of The Score and The Pit Stop, uh, brand new uh, show devoted to Bowman Gray Racing. 
uh, every week from the Madhouse. And we just found out that we've been picked up by WTOB. It'll be airing Monday nights at 8 p.m. each week during the season starting this Monday. And we'll have uh, who's on this week, uh, Brett? Um, Brady Pettit's on and Tommy Neal. Uh, Racer Tommy Neal is on. So yeah, uh, Tommy, who's uh, whose nep- 14-year-old nephew uh, won last week. Yes, Riley, Riley Neal, uh, setting a record over at Bowman Gray. And uh, actually, there's an article, a QA and uh, a from our very own Cody Hecox on SportsCoronaMonthly.com interviewing Riley. So perfect timing there. Uh, that been out since Monday. So definitely check that out. We've got Bowman Gray racing tonight at the Madhouse. We've got Carolina Cobras versus the Jacksonville Sharks tonight on uh, Tobacco Road and WWBG, 1470 AM. Uh, Brett Wiseman will be filling in for JP Mundy. Ryan Stone will be in the house. Fun, fun, fun atmosphere. You can still buy tickets for $10 off of uh, Tobacco Road Sports Radio's website. So if you want to go check them out at the Coliseum, you can do that. Or you Winston can just take it home. Dash as well. Dash um, playing tonight. There's a lot of stuff Making up uh, game ended or was suspended in the top half of the third last night. So it's a pseudo doubleheader uh, at Truist Stadium today if you can make it out there. And uh, and joining us from WFMY News 2, Jalen Gilkey in the house. What's going on, sir? How you doing this Saturday morning? What's up, fellas? Sorry. For I wanted to... No, no, you small, small emergency, but no worries. We're all good. No, you're good. You're good. Um, I wanted to start off because we we've been kind of uh, leaving behind the NBA playoffs this whole time due to uh, the NFL draft and some other things that uh, had been going on. So we didn't really follow the first round as much as I probably should have. But now we're in the second round, and uh, things are starting to get a little spicy. Last night, uh, Joel Embiid made his return from injury. The Philly 76ers defeated the Miami Heat 99 to 79. Miami still leads that series two games to one. Uh, in the West, Dallas defeats Phoenix 103 to 94. Phoenix still leads that series two to one. I saw some of the Dallas Phoenix game late last night, and it felt like it felt like Dallas just had control of that game from the beginning, from when I watched it to the very end. Uh, looks like kind of the same in Philly. Uh, I'm not too worried about Phoenix or Miami in these series right now. They do feel like the superior teams, but I wanted to focus on the other. Uh, Eastern Conference matchup that'll be tonight. Um, Milwaukee and Boston. Uh, Milwaukee holding on to a, well, actually it's tied 1-1. Game three is tonight at, uh, or today, 3.30 p.m. on ABC. Celtics versus Bucks. Uh, is is Giannis the best player in the NBA today? Because we've passed this torch around, it feels like this year, three or four different times to three or four different players. And I want to kind of figure out what who who is the greatest player in the game right now? Uh, I'm voting for Giannis, but I want to hear everybody else's opinion on this uh, as we've rolled mm-hmm. through these NBA playoffs right now. Uh, Larry, let's start off with you. Who, if you had to give the plaque to somebody, who's the greatest player in the NBA right now? That's the, Giannis has to be the greatest player today. I mean, look what he's done this year. What, close to averaging 30 points a game almost? Uh, what, 11 rebounds, five assists? When you look at his all-around game and not just what he does, but how he infects the entire team. I don't think there's a question about who's the best player. I think it's hands down, Giannis. Brett, your thoughts? Yeah, I, I got to agree with Larry there. Not not just the stats back it up, but, I mean, just just by the eye test. Uh, and, Des, you, you and I were talking about this uh, yesterday on my show. Giannis is... And, and this was your quote, exactly. He is Orlando Shaq with handles and a jump shot. Um, there is nobody of his size, of his stature, of his level of athleticism that can do everything and be so versatile 
on the basketball floor as he can. He does everything. He does everything well. It's impossible to defend him because he's so long, because he's so lanky. He can play anywhere on the floor at any position. He'll post up from the three-point line, for God's sake. I mean, the guy is, we hear the term unicorn a lot of the time. He, he defines that terminology because you can't put him in one box. You can't put him in one position. That It's impossible to defend him. Jalen, what are your thoughts? Is it Giannis or are we forgetting somebody here? Yeah, I think we're I think we're forgetting somebody here, fellas. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. And I, I've never been a super, super, super fan of this guy, but LeBron Ramon James Sr. is still the best player in the NBA. Let's not I was waiting on somebody. Not, I was waiting on somebody to land on him. <laughs> let's not do that. He's not even in the top five. What do you Larry, what are you okay, talking I mean, about? That. I'm talking about Larry, today. Larry, 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 right? I'm talking about right okay. now. So let's compare the numbers, Larry. Okay. LeBron at age 37 averaged 30 points, eight rebounds, and six assists on a team that really was decimated once AD, the glass man, went out. Those are All right, but let, 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 me pose, let me pose a question. Empty, those are empty numbers. I, okay, go ahead. They really, they're empty calorie points because a lot of times yeah. those points came when the Lakers were down by a lot right. of points. And there was no one else a, out there. they're garbage time that, points. B, yeah. Does does he still do all of that if Anthony Davis is out there? If Russell Westbrook is playing up to the potential we know he is? If the role players are doing their job? Okay, was, the, thing, was, the thing is, the team was constructed for him not to have to do that at this age, but, but because the team falls Because he's not as great of a player. Right. Mm. And, see, and, that, and that's my okay. thing, too. Every time every time somebody brings up LeBron when I ask this question, I, I notice that they preface it with his age. And that shouldn't be it shouldn't right. be that's, 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 that's not he's the issue. And he's playing like this. Like it's great that he's playing like this at 37. Well, look but, what he's done to this team. His attitude in, in general has just you know has caused a lot of friction on this team. And I don't I'm think not his saying, attitude has caused I think okay, he has a GM. Him, him ahead, putting together a roster, I don't think, you know, this was his best job doing that. And I feel like that kind of plays a role into his whole responsibility with the organization. But yeah. him as an actual basketball player and the things that he was able to do on the basketball court, still unmatched. Giannis could never dream of doing the things that LeBron can do on the basketball court. And that's really? his team couldn't win with him doing that. What like wait? I mean, like, he, what? he was out there with, with Austin Reeves. Look, like, there's, what, what, yeah, there's, what can there LeBron, are things. Hold on, what can LeBron do today at 37 that Giannis can't do? Handle the ball, pass the ball at a highest level of one of the highest wait levels in the hold game. On. Do we do we need to pull out receipts on this one? Yeah, because I don't know about that. Giannis has gotten extremely good at handling the rock, especially if we, if, we're if Gian, Giannis like, is passing has improved. It over has the course of his career. His passing has improved, but so has his supporting cast. You got to realize, I mean, well, that should go hand in hand, though. You know, really, like if 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 the star of the team is learning how to to distribute the ball, get everybody else ball, involved, man, exactly, get better too. But with LeBron, I don't feel like I don't feel like Austin Reeves got better because he played with LeBron this year. You know what I mean? Like I don't Austin feel Reeves like Austin Reeves I don't feel like Malik Monk got better because he played with LeBron. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't feel like Malik Monk's game improved because he's playing. With Why LeBron. not? Austin, well, uh, Malik, he's Malik, Malik Monk, signed, so it was going to be hard Monk's to pull that off anyways. But million dollars with the Lakers, and he's probably going to get eighty this summer. 
Yeah, but that's not because his game was any better. <laughs> he just yeah, had a bigger spotlight you... on him. Like, I mean, he's literally the same player he was in Charlotte. But, but Jalen, I think I think LeBron, when you think of LeBron, a lot of people are still judging his game on what he's done previously, not what he's doing today. Hey, there's no question how great of an athlete he was in the NBA in his prime, but you got to still is. It. Yeah, he still is. I mean, right. I, and he's still a great player. But the question is, is he the greatest today? He, you know, you can argue about all time if you want, but I'm talking about right. today in general in the NBA. Is there anybody playing at a higher level than LeBron? Yeah, there's a couple of guys I'd put ahead of LeBron. Yeah. Uh, Giannis, Steph. John Morant. John Steph? Morant. Yeah, I'd put Steph ahead of LeBron. I'd put John off, Morant. Off this, off this I, I, I can give you John. I can give you job, but I can't give you Steph just because if, of the fact if there's that if there's the, a top the five we're talking about when he was chasing that record, I can't have that. Steph had 20, 25 games where he was chasing that record. His play was it wasn't 20, 25 games. He, it was more like six. And he, and <laughs> he I don't know. Still, I don't know if it was six. Who evokes he, more fear on NBA defense today? Steph Curry or LeBron James? Stop it. Stop it. It's LeBron a legit question. Doesn't scare anybody anymore, Des. I, I mean, know. That's what I'm honestly, saying. honestly, if you ask Memphis, Jordan Poole scares Memphis more than Steph Curry. That he's scary because he's always open. He's always open because he has Steph Curry on his team. No. Like, it's the Kevin Durant effect. It's, you've like seen the name of Kevin Durant. That's why the, side, the like, only reason Tyrese Maxey's been as open as he is is because Joel Embiid's out there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, I would, I, mean, I would take Steph. So, what right about the last five games when Joel was out? Maxie was still uh, three games when Joel was out. Maxie was still cooking. Look, we, we saw last night what Joel Embiid's sheer presence can do. Everybody's yeah. play improved exponentially. Danny Green Very magically true. remembered how to shoot the basketball just because Joel Embiid was out there. I'm trying to Very find the, the box. So, what board. was your what was your five, Brett? Uh, <clears throat> My top yeah, five we, as far as players in the league right now. Of course, Giannis one. I got to go. John Morant two. Uh, Steph three. Devin. <laughs> Devin Booker four and then LeBron five. Um, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have Ja two. Um, he is ascending. I can't ignore him. Uh, and he even went off the other night. Um, Look, he's he's making a statement points. right now. Yeah, as it stands right now, I'd probably I'd have. But that's just because Steph Curry isn't a defender to be able to stop him. He and his right, entire right. team that's are, are staking the claim. Defense. I will I will concede that with Steph. But and in terms I, of, I talked about this, Des, on my show yesterday. He and his entire team are making a statement. There's not a whole lot of guys in the league that are going to talk smack to Steph Curry after a ball game unless they know they're in their heads and they know they're the better team. That, Memphis that, feels they like actually, they're the better team. They might feel that way, but I feel like they're going to find out real quick real that quick. they're not. Yeah, because exactly. they, they, they are going they got, state ahead of schedule pretty much. Like They're, they're about two years ahead of where they're supposed yeah. to be. That's and they, got, they got their one, and I think it's over with after that. Yeah. It's pretty much like you don't go talk to the big dogs like that, and especially when they're in their prime. Steph, Clay, all them dudes, they're in their prime right now. Like they extended, thing, he did like the John, they extended the window. I don't see John Morant going off like this in this series if Clay was Clay, you know, but yeah, because Clay Clay's wheels, not all the yeah. way back with his wheels to be able to play at that all first team all pro, that first yep. team all defense level that he, you know, is they're going to miss Dylan Brooks tonight. They're going to miss Dylan Brooks tonight. That, that I've always, even in college when he was playing for Oregon, he always had a little bit of a just like a you know, dude to the gym that always yeah. play not dirty, just a little rougher than they should. Questionable. Yeah. <laughs> always going for the ball and stuff. Like, I mean, that's him. That's that dude. We won't call stand. it dirty. We'll call it questionable. Questionable. An questionable edge. moves. Edge. Uh, my five, though, I probably would have Giannis one right now, probably Joel two. I'm surprised no one mentioned uh, the Joker. 
who's been an MVP conversation the past like three years and can't jump, but yeah, it's but probably he, the best post. He, he, also, he doesn't need he to. He's seven foot on two that, on that switch. Yeah, I mean, he's a heavy dude. He's a heavy dude, but I gotta, I gotta respect what he's doing. He'd probably be the bottom of my five. So, uh, Giannis, Embiid, Steph at three. Honestly, Jason Tatum right now at four. Um, good right now. You know, like just in terms of like right now. And right. Then, I mean, if we talk about guys in the playoffs, yeah, we could do that, but we can't have. Come on now, boys. even dudes, even out. I mean, like I, I know Kevin Durant, my top five. Uh, we do know, that though, Tess. <laughs> no LeBron in my top five they're in my top 10 but eventually we gotta get to a point where I think we've I thought this Brady like effect. I said, fellas, I, by these old guys and I've never I've never up. considered LeBron James to be the GOAT I've never considered LeBron to be my favorite player but just the load that he carried this year in a year when he was not anticipating that in the year when he 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 most likely didn't mentally prepare to have to carry this team like he was in Cleveland in 08 and you know, I just yeah. had to tip. I have to tip my cap to that performance this year. But it, but it didn't turn into anything of use. Like they only won thirty three games or whatever. Like it, it'd be I mean, one thing if you did all it this. LeBron, it was yeah. LeBron and us four out there, boys. Let's not do that. But he, but we've seen him succeed in that situation before. Like I mean, it, th- that's my thing. It's like we're, it felt like we're giving him credit for doing this because he's thirty seven. And I'm like, see, I think I think we don't give him enough credit for the. I, I think we a lot of people don't give him enough credit for carrying those trash teams deep into the playoffs like he did well we give him credit but pe- nah, i think the problem is people want to give him the same credit as winning the whole thing by taking nah. those teams that far like and that's where i'm I not one of that's what i'm saying i'm not one of those people i'm not one of those that really i see that i see that all the time finals in a row that should be more than jordan six rings or i'm like that's nuts but <laughs> like 10 finals in a row is probably the second or third most impressive feat in the game of basketball yeah, give him that. But it's not it's not more than six and oh in the finals or anything like that. But that's a whole different conversation. We saved Jordan LeBron for the spr- of the summer when there's nothing going on. Exactly. Like a whole two we'll hours. Formula one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, hey, but, they're uh, in Miami this week. So yeah, that'll be fun. The Grand Prix, first time ever. So uh see look, we Jalen Jalen see Jalen likes all the other sports that I, I don't pay attention, like auto hey, Brett, Brett, real quick, what is going on with our blues? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> We gotta get Huso out of there, brother. He's gotta go. It's not all on Huso. It's everybody. We can't our, even pass our, the our decor is shredded right now. See, this is why I wanted this group for this hour because I knew you guys could talk baseball and I knew you guys could talk hockey. We're gonna do that hockey at the end of the uh end of the hour here. So we're gonna talk a little of that. As too. they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Let's do that let's hockey. Do that hockey. Right so, uh, so I, we still gotta decide. Uh, well, I mean, we're not gonna decide, but Giannis. Yana's about to play tonight, and he probably listens to this conversation. So he's gonna come out with a fifty, a fifty burger or something on uh on Boston. I got, I got, I got seasons in five, and y'all boys know it. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I still feel like the Celtics might have figured him out last game, um, to tie this up. So it might not be as cut and dry as everybody thinks. But I just see people sleeping on the Bucks, the defending NBA champions. Didn't feel like they get a whole lot of respect. I think when Middleton got hurt, people kind of wrote him off. But uh, Giannis is a problem, man. Giannis is a serious problem, and he's he's getting better. That's the problem. Like. I don't know what his ceiling is. Like, I don't know how much better he's going to get than right now. Like, if Giannis turns into like a thirty-eight percent three-point shooter or something nuts like that, what are you? What are you supposed to do? Like, if to he stop the thirty-three percent, thirty-five percent, it's going to be ugly. This is this is the difference between me and LeBron and, and Giannis. Like, say they're both standing at the top of the key, 
you know both of them are going to drive, right? So with LeBron, LeBron will pound the ball seven, eight minutes or seconds or whatever, and then he'll lower his head and just go. Like he'll either lower his head and go or he'll do a little thing where he picks the ball up and he fades away and shoots a long three. That's that's his two moves in his bag at 37. If you really think back on it, he's not going to do a spin move or something in the post. He really don't like even being in Giannis the post. got two Giannis. moves, Euro or spin move. But Giannis has like a million ways to get there. That's my point. Like he, Giannis he can go around over top of you. He'll stop and post you, on you. Like, around you. like he'll put you in different spots. Either he'll bulldoze his way in or he'll come in and back you in or he'll get to his spot. He's learning how to like adapt off of that drive. And and honestly, I would take what, what, what is Giannis's spot? The the rim is pretty the, much anything within about five feet. <laughs> rim. But it's on, the fact man. that he's getting there is the whole point. He's getting there because you can't stop him. He's so big. And he can okay, handle rock. But, but your argument was LeBron has no moves and then you just counter no I'm saying he doesn't have I'm saying he doesn't have a move to the cup. Like he really doesn't. Like if you watch Giannis the ball, doesn't he either. Doesn't what are we talking about? Like Giannis, has the, Giannis got spins, man. Giannis got the little spin move. He the zero and then there's spin. And because he's seven book. foot, there is no stopping it. That's At the end of the day, Giannis is hitting 55% of his shots for the year and 53% for the career. I mean, I'm taking that. Because like they're, they're within nine feet. And I respect, yeah, that's his game shot. I, yeah, I respect it. I but he had to get there. He's not catching it, you know, at the seven-foot mark and turning around. Like, no, he's, he's, he's posting up at the three-point line. Yeah, he's, he's posting up the three-point line and getting there. And taking those seven dribbles right through your chest all the way and turning and ducking from the block. I'd rather that's have not a, that. that's not a move. Des. I'd rather have that than LeBron fading away from three. I'd rather have that than LeBron fading away from three. I don't view that as a skill. I view, I view that as I'm bigger and stronger than the rest of y'all. That's called Shaq. That's called okay. the Shaq factor. You so just, you the best do player, psychological the best work against him because he's bigger and stronger? No. I mean, I'm saying, it's, it's athleticism. It's size. But it's not the skill of basketball. Kyrie you, is skill of basketball. You could say that some of that about LeBron, too, though. It's 6'9", 250, or whatever he's at right now. Uh, I mean, he always was kind of a, a specimen. I don't know. Into the league. But I feel you. I mean, he got to be well. No, he ain't too. Yeah, Zion's like two sixty. So or, no, Zion was two eighty. Oh, okay, let's call it. All right, then. No, 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 no. I don't know what he is right now. He's in too many Mountain Dew commercials. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, um, I wanted this panel in particular for this particular question. Uh, we've we've talked about it off and on here and there, uh, and actually flirted with it about maybe about twenty years ago when uh, the Minnesota Twins were looking to move. Uh, and there was a huge rumor that they were going to move here to North Carolina. Uh, I mean, yeah, actually, it was going to be kind of here in the triad. Um, it would have been like dead not center. Kearns, yeah, Kernsville would have been where they built the, the facility because it would have been in the middle of 1.2 million people in the triad So, uh, and two major interstates. So they, they were serious. They were going to put it in Kernsville, kind of over where the FedEx uh, facility is now. Uh, it fell apart. Minnesota never moved. But my question is, you know, in 2022, uh, could North Carolina sustain a Major League Baseball franchise? And if so, where where should it be? Sorry, my Chihuahua uh, trying to answer. And get on no, the that wasn't your dog. That was mine. Oh, was it? Okay, my dog walked by in the kitchen, and I just heard the noise, so I assumed it was her. You cool, Sadie? You cool? Yeah, she got a she got a little treat. She's going outside. We'll be back in just a minute. You listen to the rundown. WWBG fourteen seventy AM and TobaccoRoadSportsRadio.com. You're listening to the rundown with Desmond Johnson. 
Carolina Cobras. If I take that field, if I take that field, if my game starts to slide, I have no fear. Catch them all season long. That's all we got. That's all we got. On your home for triad sports. Tobacco Road Sports Femur Tire and Auto Repair, now with three locations across the triad in High Point, Greensboro, and our new location in Kernersville. Femur Tire and Auto offers full-service auto repair, all tire brands, free alignment checks, oil changes, and more. In Kernersville, check out the no-appointment-needed Quick Lube Shop. Check out their thousands of five-star ratings via Google and Yelp. They care because they know that you can go anywhere. So try a shop with a beating heart, not a bottom line. Beamer Tire and Auto Repair. Visit us on Facebook or at BeamerTire.com. Blue Naples Pizzeria in Kernersville is now hiring. Come work for one of the best Italian restaurants in the triad. Currently hiring dishwashers, cooks, front cashiers, and more. Great hours, great pay. Give them a call at 336-993-7707 or stop by and inquire at 1519 Union Cross Road in Kernersville. Start working this week. Blue Naples Pizza. This is Davis Troxler, the proud owner of North Carolina Golf Academy and the director of instruction. Don't let your golf game suffer from this dreary winter season. Come hit some golf balls. Take a lesson. You can call us at 336-324-2374 for details. Thank you and keep it in the fairway. Hello, my name is Sabrina Kuhn Godfrey. I'm running at large for the Board of Education, making sure all students have quality, accessible, and equitable education is my priority. It would be an honor to serve our community as a member of the board. Vote Sabrina Kuhn Godfrey for BOE during early voting or on primary day, May 17th. Paid for by Sabrina Kuhn Godfrey for BOE. You are locked into Tobacco Road Sports Radio, your home for triad sports. I know this, man. Back to the rundown with Desmond Johnson. Welcome back into the rundown here on WWBG 1470 AM and Radio.com. You can participate in the show every Saturday morning. Check out Facebook Watch, YouTube, Twitter, LinkedIn. Type your take, type your comment in on what we're talking about. We'll display it on the screen live for you uh, during our show every Saturday morning. So definitely feel like uh, we're part of the team here, too, as we dissect sports for the weekend. We need till 12 noon today, uh, getting you ready for your sports weekend. Wanted to put a little Major League Baseball in here uh, with the panel, Larry Frank, Jalen Gilkey, and Brett Wiseman in the house. Um, about a decade, well, longer than a decade, probably about two decades ago now. Probably, it was like late 90s, I believe. Uh, the Minnesota Twins were looking to maybe relocate. They're in the middle of uh, negotiations for a new uh, facility, something to that effect. And there was a number of different locations that had popped up, the potential places for them to move. And one of them was the state of North Carolina. And they were actually looking at land off of 
what's now Salem Parkway, uh, right near where I-40 uh, and the parkway merged together right past Sandy Ridge Road. Kind of in Colfax, Kernsville area. A lot of you probably are familiar with that area. There's a, a huge FedEx facility there now. They're building a huge uh, office park on the other side, which I think would have been where that uh, ballpark would have eventually been. Uh, a lot of undeveloped land out there. But it got me thinking um, as uh, we started off the Major League Baseball season, there is no Major League Baseball in the state of North Carolina. Really, it's kind of, I guess Atlanta, the Braves are kind of our adopted home team here in North Carolina. You're going to have more Braves fans here than probably anybody else. But my question was, could the state of North Carolina actually, are they? Are we ready for a Major League Baseball team? Um, and if so, where would you put it? Because you got a couple of different options now. You don't necessarily have to stick it in Charlotte because it's the largest city. Um now, a lot of this is based off of watching what the Carolina Hurricanes are doing with a brand new owner and being very successful in uh, in hockey right now and a favorite to get to the Stanley Cup. And they're based in Raleigh. So um, let's start off with uh, with you, Larry. Uh, I know you're a huge baseball fan. You've wrote a lot of stuff for Sports Carolina Monthly regarding baseball, especially during the lockout. Uh, you've, you've lived in the state of North Carolina. You've lived in the the area of Charlotte. Would you say as a lifelong baseball fan that North Carolina could legit sustain a major league baseball franchise? I definitely think Charlotte can. I'm not real familiar with the rally area because I haven't, I mean, I've heard things about it, but think of this. They have a minor league baseball team that sells out every single game. Now in let's understand it's 10 to 12,000, but you have a city like Oakland getting 2000 fans a game and think about what Charlotte has done. This soccer team had 75,000 fans at the home opener, which I had a pleasure of covering mm -hmm. uh, for, uh, for Tobacco Road Sports Radio. Um, and I'll tell you what, the fans will come out. If you're getting a full house, 12,000 people a night for a triple-A baseball team of the Chicago White Sox, can you just imagine the type of crowd you're going to get on a nightly basis if you're in Charlotte? Now, Charlotte, you're, like, you're right. It's a big city, a lot of traffic, but they have ways in and out there to get in and to get out. But I will tell you from someone who's lived in Charlotte, Charlotte is, as far as I'm concerned, ready to go ahead and get a baseball team. But I don't know if it's going to be expansion. You know, if somebody asked me, well, Larry, can they get an expansion team? You know, everybody wants that startup team, but this could be a team like the Oakland A's unless they move to Las Vegas because of geographical areas. But think about going from 2,000 fans down to a minimum of 12,000 fans. And you got to think if you're a major league team, you're going to even draw that many more fans. How many of those Atlanta Braves fans that are right now rooting for the Atlanta Braves? I remember living in Florida when we had no baseball. We used to root for the Braves too because – they were the closest team there. Yeah, you're going to start saying, okay, this is our team now. They feel that. And you're going to be able to draw in Charlotte. I would not be surprised if you can easily, even during the weeknights when teams relatively are slow, you can still get fifteen to 20,000 there during a weekday game. Jalen, uh, I know your dad played Major League Baseball. I know you're a huge baseball fan yourself. Um, I'm sure this thought's probably crossed your mind once or twice since you've been in the state of North Carolina. Do you think that the state would be able to uh, have and sustain a major league baseball franchise? And if so, where, where would you, in theory, place it? Um, I would probably have to agree with Larry that where the place would have to be would probably be Charlotte, just due to the, the sure numbers 
of the folks that are coming out. I also don't think it'd be an expansion team. Um, don't know if it'd be the ace just due to the divisions and everything. But right. the, saw, the, the I, team I that you're wearing, that, 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 that t-shirt that, that you're wearing, Larry. I know. And I'd love they're, to they're look that. They're looking for a new home still. I know there was a new proposal from the city, uh, I do believe, uh, from St. Pete. But I don't know if the franchise has agreed to that deal for their new stadium. Uh, I know it, even back when my dad was playing, they said they needed a new stadium then. So, um Tampa doesn't really draw anybody, do they? They don't draw a lot until the playoffs. Once they make the playoffs, then it's, it's crazy. Packed. Once then they it's packed. was it? I think it was Oakland. I saw a picture of earlier this week. They only drew like three or four hundred people or something weird like that. No, like, it was probably it was probably about fifteen hundred two thousand people in there. That place, but, like because 20, it's the Oakland Calis, it's the Oakland yeah. Coliseum, so it's just huge. And I would love to get your opinion on this. I hate to see these teams that move. Let's say like Oakland. They move because they don't have enough fans coming to the game. Then five years later, they allow another team back there. Why do they keep letting, you know, you, especially out there in California, you see the Raiders move, see the Rams move. You see everybody moving from place to place. When are they going to just figure out that, Maybe the sport is not right in that city. It's just it's so many other things to draw your attention out there, especially in California. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So if you bring it, you bring it to a state like North Carolina, where there's only there would only be one team. Um, I think it would do better just because the whole state can pull for this one team. And I know there's 35 million people in the state of California, or whatever it is, but it's too fragmented amongst the different what is it, four or there's five so franchises. Many teams, yeah. So many franchises. And then there's folks that don't even like baseball. And then, you know, there's the soccer teams. And there's just so much to see and do all the time. But I think it would be a great idea. But one thing I did wanted to say is when I moved here, especially in the Greensboro, Winston-Salem area, as I drove around, I look around and I say, where do the kids play baseball? I don't – because every city that I lived in, first of all, any any city I go to, if I'm driving around, that's the first thing I'm looking to see. What do the baseball fields look like for the kids? This is because that's how much I love the game. Like, where, where, where does the future of the game lie in this area? And when I drove, when I drive through the triad, I don't really see many places for the kids to actually play. That's at, really at, a, at a youth level, right. yeah. even in Greensboro. Yeah. I mean, most of the city parks are rock fields. It's kind of always been like that. Now that I think about and it, I don't, I don't understand it. So I don't. So my idea, my thought process was for a very long time was that I guess this baseball isn't really a big thing here. But then I realized there's 12 minor league teams here that most of them do pretty well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, I'm, I'm kind of confused. And then, you know, they got travel programs that do well. We got the Canes that are based out of here. And then we're doing, have, we're doing high school baseball broadcasts right now. And they're doing great. We have, we got big time programs here. Yeah. We had hundreds programs. Even we had hundreds of people listen to that East for Scythe, West for Scythe, uh final on a Thursday. A lot of people. Uh, so I mean, a lot of people it, there. There is, there is a base. It, confuses, it, it confuses me. So where's the where's the public support from the city and the state to actually put the money into the game for the kids to be able to take it to the next level? I think that's a major absolutely. Piece, that's a major piece in a MLB franchise coming to a state because they want to see that there's actually grassroots support for the game before we can actually bring a major league franchise. That is an excellent the point. Yeah. That's the future. Yeah, that's the future. Honestly, base. you'll see more soccer fields driving around North Carolina Absolutely. than you will baseball fields, which makes sense because now you can see the correlation to how Charlotte FC is getting that love because there's a lot. I grew up with a lot of kids that played, you know, KSA soccer or whatever it might be from 
a very young age and were almost indoctrinated into soccer. So they grew up soccer fans and just didn't have a soccer team. I didn't grow up with a lot of kids that played baseball to Jalen's point, because there weren't a lot of places to just get up with your friends and play. And Plus, even though the- baseball, you kind of need more than just a couple of guys to play it too. Like with yeah, basketball, exactly. trust play, me, you, I know one on one, two on two, whatever, and be fine. But you really need like 12 or 13 like a neighborhood to really play a, a fun baseball game. Brett, I want you to uh, get in here. Cause I know you're a, a diehard baseball fan yourself. Your thoughts on this? Could the state of North Carolina sustain a Major League Baseball franchise, and where would you stick it if you had the opportunity? I'm gonna I'm gonna have to agree with Larry, and I'm gonna have to say Charlotte because number one, you already have a big league caliber ballpark. All you need to do is expand the seating. Truest Field in downtown. Yeah, you have, you have, you have to move that fence back a little bit. That ball fly out there too crazy. Yeah, that's like, true. Too. I was like, <laughs> I went to the game. I was like, what is this? Yeah, it's, it's a bit of a launching pad. Yeah, you're but, talking about the uh, uh, Charlotte Knights. There. Yep. Yeah. How many? How many can you fit in there? Twelve grand. Twelve thousand. So yeah, you don't expand yep. it. And then you would have to expand it, but that's that's already a big league caliber ballpark because of its location. It's it is gorgeous. It's literally right in the middle of the city. Yep. Me, me and my wife took a trip to uh, Durham a couple of weeks ago for our anniversary to go to Deepak for uh, a show. And uh, we got a chance to see the Durham Bulls facility. Uh, DBAP. Beautiful. It's a beautiful facility right there on the highway. Um, we actually walked, I actually ate at Tobacco Road Sports Cafe that's actually kind of built on the inside. It is. Of, in, uh, that is the, you know, over the left field wall. Yeah. 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 So, and, and they shoot fireworks at night, but Durham's probably a little too small. Um, I, I've always felt like we could sustain one just because it there is, isn't it, really a team within, well, from here to Atlanta and then going the other direction, what the nationals, I guess, or. Yeah. yeah as, as good a crowd as these guys get, as good crowds as these guys get and as good a crowds as we get in Hickory, in Fayetteville, in Greensboro, Bo- the grasshoppers. Greensboro, Bowie's Creek with the Even Zebulon. ducks. Yeah. Zebulon with the Mudcats, uh, Burlington Sock Puppets are a summer ball team. Like that's kind of why I wouldn't put it in Charlotte. I wouldn't. I went to I went to the High Point Rockers Oh home opener. I was out there working. It was packed. That's a pretty park too. That's a beautiful ballpark. Uh, The Big South tournament's going to be there um, next week, if I'm or a week after, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I, I I would actually do the original plan of putting it in the triad. I'd put it in the dead center of the state because if you put it here. It takes an hour to get here from Charlotte. It takes a couple hours to get here from the coast, a couple hours from the mountains, about an hour from Virginia. Uh, if you stick it kind of where they were talking before, like the Kernsville area, like where you're in the suburbs of Greensboro, Winston, High Point. But one of the reasons why I started Tobacco Road was because the, the Greensboro, Winston, Salem, High Point DMA or the the how should I explain this to people listening? The 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 area that's used to to collab uh, ratings for things. When you're listening to something, watching something, Nielsen or whatever, they break it up into different metro areas. And our metro area here is the Greensboro Winston High Point Market, which is like number, I think like 49, 48. 48. Yeah, so nationally. So it's big enough to sustain something to this effect. Uh, For example, NASCAR. This is the number one DMA for NASCAR in the entire country. And it has been for decades. Uh, There's over 1 million people that live in the zone. Um, if you put it, say, like at, towards like the Colfax area with access to 40 and Salem Parkway or whatnot, you can get there in 20 minutes, ample parking. They could build stuff around it because there's nothing out there. So you could build shops and things of that sort instead of plopping it down in Charlotte where there's already the Panthers, the Hornets, 
uh, minor league teams that you talked about, the Charlotte uh, universities down there. Uh, Charlotte UNC, FC. Charlotte FC is now there. So you're competing NASCAR. It's the home of NASCAR, really. Uh, so you're kind of competing with all of that down there. And then in Raleigh, Raleigh's more You got college. the Canes. That's it. You got the Canes. And really, PNC Arena, there's nothing around it, really. Like, you can that's literally. NC State. PNC, NC State, that's it. And you can get the PNC Arena directly off the interstate. Like, you literally just drive in off the interstate. Well, let me, let me preface that by saying if you leave – from here in Winston-Salem to go see the St. Louis Blues the one time a year they're there, and you don't leave your house till 4 o'clock, you're, you're going to miss the first period. Every time. Every time. That's that loop, that Raleigh loop, that legendary loop everybody gets stuck on in there. Um, Triangle Expressway, baby. And that's another reason why Love I wouldn't need to be in Raleigh because of the traffic. The traffic in Raleigh, to me, is worse than Charlotte. Like, Charlotte's kind of smoothed out since they kind right. of finished but 77. The, the problem is... Chapel Hill, the county has a some kind of emissions law on the books where they refuse to extend or expand beyond two lanes each way on 40. So you get crammed two lanes going through yeah. oh, like Chapel Burlington, Hill. That's, that's, Orange County? that's Orange County? Yeah, Orange County. Orange yeah. County, yeah. So like the Burlington area, Mebane, uh, th- like right outside of Alamance uh, County, like as soon as you cross. Now, he, uh, he, what are you talking about? As soon as this, as soon as 40 splits. I'm talking about right there, like the Colfax, where Jackson, yeah. like where it splits, right. where they're doing all the building now. Like the FedEx facility, you see how big the FedEx facility is. Like I used to know a family that lived on that land when I was in high school. Uh, we used to go there and party all the time because it was like a big, uh, they had like Des horses. Des was Bro. cool? Bro, we'll talk what? off camera. You have no idea. Back when he had hair. Yeah, you have no idea. <laughs> no idea. Um, so, uh, yeah, so, I mean, we used to be out there all the time, uh, and, and FedEx bought all of it. I mean, we're talking a good – it's got to be a good 50, 60-plus acres of – well, more than that, probably, of just land, and they're expanding out further. Uh, Amazon is back that way. Uh, they bought a huge parcel of land back there, and that's where the Amazon facility is. So the land was there, and they had the infrastructure to get it where you can get in and out pretty quick. Uh, I, what happened, I think Minnesota backed out of moving. Uh, in the end, they just decided to stay where they were. They made the deal with uh, Minneapolis or wherever they're at right now. Which might be the worst to... city to ever host a baseball team. It's 56 yeah. degrees in the middle of the summer. Don't don't get me started on playing baseball in the Metrodome and the Homer Hankies and the good. Oh, God. And then now, now they got this outside stadium. And see, I think I would love baseball it's, more. It's, it's, beautiful. It's, 40, it's 42 degrees in July. It's a beautiful ballpark. <laughs> it was a beautiful ballpark to have a hockey, the coldest hockey game ever in. That's for sure. But baseball. <sighs> but no, I mean, I guess uh, they wouldn't expand because uh, the, the sport itself has its own issues right now. But in terms of a team maybe no moving to this area, it really only takes a, a Tom Dundon or a, a – David Tepper or someone. Get your boy Tepper on the look. Yeah. Look, I, I, Larry, Larry, I hate to today. Yeah, pull out a billion. So here, here, take that and bring that team. Rome, bring Larry, I hate to throw your Tampa Bay Rays into this, but if you or Oakland does not get a new ballpark in the next two or three years, one or both of you is moving. For sure. Um, whether it's to Montreal, to Durham, to Charlotte. I know the A's are really looking at Las Vegas. I was playing MLB The Show the other day. Somebody made a gorgeous ballpark called Caesars Palace Park and put Las Vegas athletics in the outfield. Um, All these teams somebody, trying to get to Vegas. Somebody made new Tropicana Field. Like, I'm sorry. I know you love your Rays, but you play in a dump. It's a dump. Well, right? you know, it's not the dome that's the problem in Tampa Bay. It's the fans. And what I mean it's by that is – It's also the location. 
That stadiums well, that are out of I'm going to tell you, you and I, and um, Jalen especially, avid baseball fans will drive 45 minutes an hour or longer to see mm -hmm. a baseball game. These Race fans, fans. don't want to drive over a bridge that is 20 minutes from downtown Tampa to see a game because they may have a little traffic and it only takes 20 minutes. That, to me, is not a stadium location issue. They're not that That's cute. a fan issue. And yeah. the problem yeah. that you have down there is that people are more outside-type people in Florida. They love the sunshine. They love the beaches. It's just not... You know, a lot of people think, well, it's beautiful down there. Baseball, baseball outside. Perfect. It's just people make more excuses. They're very good on TV. Their ratings are one of the highest in Major League Baseball when it comes to watching on TV. But when it comes to the fans actually going to the game, they don't show up. And like Jalen said, until the play. Now, when the playoffs come, it's forget wrong. it. It's one yep. of the craziest, loudest places that you'll ever see. But until then, they'll be in a pennant race, um, one game behind the Yankees for the division, and you'll get 8,000 people show up. It's like, what's going on here? And Larry, because their home opener, kind of their home opener was heat. viewed, their home opener was considered a sellout, but the upper bowl was not open. Correct. They closed out about four years ago to try to get everybody down lower. So it seems like the crowd is louder and more together. And Larry, I think I think ownership kind of plays a part into completely the fans. One hundred draw the fans in as well because the Rays they have so much success with a whole bunch of guys that aren't really big names. You know what I'm saying? Correct. I was going to say their biggest like, name was Randy Rosarena. I feel like the Rays are usually pretty decent or good. Don't remind they're, me they're, that he was our property, brother. Listen, yes, he was me and my dad. Me and my dad. We literally when he was had when he had that run was at 2020. Me and yeah. my dad in the postseason, me and my dad were on the yeah. phone every me day. and my dad were too. Well, we, we still every I still lived with day. him at that time, but we were it was and, see, are, and actually you guys are touching on a, a good thing right there. And I gotta take a quick break, but the fact that baseball feels like it's something you guys can watch with your fathers. That, that's something you can sit down with and share. That's the way it's supposed the to be. It right. is. It feels like that's broken a little bit in terms of like that connection's not there for a lot of like fathers. Thanks, Rob. To baseball. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know what the disconnect was, but that's what it feels like it kind of is now. I got to move on. Uh, I do want to show some love to the Canes, even though uh, I made the decision to talk about them today and they, they finally lost to Boston last night. Uh, I really wanted to get more into why should I care about this? Why should I care about the Canes being in the Stanley Cup playoffs? We do this every year. I'm not a hockey fan, and we just have a segment where I have hockey guys come on and try to give me one good reason to watch the, Carol the Carolina Hurricanes uh, in the Stanley Cup playoffs. So we're going to do that. I got three hockey fans here. Uh, they're going to try to convince me to watch a Stanley Cup playoff game. And then I want to talk about Jordan Addison, uh, the wide receiver from the University of Pittsburgh that's thrown NIL, uh, the whole idea of it, into this tailspin. And honestly, we kind of talked about this last year when they made it legal that this could potentially happen, and it feels like big schools like USC are literally like, okay, we're just going to give you this money and come on and, and play for us. Uh, we'll dissect it as NIL going to destroy college sports and more. Then we got a whole other hour right after that. Skylar Callahan from Sports Illustrated will be on. I think Larry's sticking around. Uh, we'll get into even more stuff uh, here down the road. But you're locked and loaded into an uh, episode of The Rundown, brand new here on Tobacco Road Sports Radio and WWBG 1470 AM. You're listening to The Rundown with Desmond Johnson.
One stop number six, located just one mile west of East Forsyth at 2748 West Mountain Street, Kernersville. A proud supporter of East Forsyth since 1983, serving fresh fried chicken and our famous taters seven days a week from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. For a limited time, grab our Wife Safer family meal for only $13.99. Eight pieces of chicken and sides for four for just $13.99. One stop. Come see us at 2748 West Mountain Street in Kernersville. Franchise players. Welcome back. Sports Channel 8's Ben Swain. How you doing, man? I love that you guys are doing what you're doing. I love that we're doing what our work we're doing because the local sports fan is really underserved in, uh, in, in sports radio here in, in North Carolina. Being able to, Monday morning after the New Carolina game, being able to listen to local guys talk about the local game. Franchise plays every Friday afternoon at 5 p.m. on TobaccoRoadSportsRadio.com and at 6 p.m. on WCOG 1320 a.m. and WTOB 988. Kim Source Direct is a single source supplier. In business since 2007, they have over 80,000 products for customers just like you. Located in the heart of North Carolina, they supply cleaning products all throughout the Southeast. Whether you're a commercial business, office, or municipal building, looking for wholesale cleaning products, chemicals, cleaning equipment, or service, they've got you covered. Please reach out and start saving money today. Stop by their store open to the public and save. Kim Source Direct, 1207 South Park Drive in Kernersville. Give them a call at 336-515-9990. Order from the the website at kimsourcedirect.com. This is Coach Rez, head coach of your Carolina Cobras arena football team. You're listening to TobaccoRoadSportsRadio.com, your home for triad sports. And you know this, man. Back to the rundown with Desmond Johnson. Welcome back to the rundown here on Tobacco Road Sports Radio.com. WWBG 1470 AM, your home for tried sports. A little bit later on today, uh, got some sports programming all throughout the afternoon here on Saturday. The only outlet in the triad with local sports talk on the weekends. And we're going to cut tap it off with a uh, nightcap tonight, 7 p.m. Carolina Cobras live. Greens were called Sam. They're 2 0. On the 2022 season, taking on the Jacksonville Sharks, Brett Wiseman, Ryan Stone will be on the call for that matchup. Uh, you can hear the snake pit at 6:30 uh, from World of Beer in Greensboro, and then tune into the game. Um, the Hurricanes are pretty good, y'all. NHL, Carolina Hurricanes, uh, winners of their division. They uh, lost last night, though. Um, they had been handling the Boston Bruins. I almost feel like I jinxed them because I told Brett that I was going to do a segment on hockey this week. And uh, Carolina, what is it, Brett? They've outscored Boston, counting the regular season in this uh, playoff series, like 26 to like seven or something now with the game from last night. Boston had scored four goals against Carolina total, including games one and two in four games. They were shut out in game one. They scored one game in game, one goal in game two. They equaled that, matched that four goals in game three. So every year, especially since uh, Tom Dunn bought the team a couple of years ago, uh, on the rundown, we have an annual segment that's called basically Hockey for Dummies. Please explain to Dez 
how or why he should watch Carolina Hurricanes hockey. Um, I, I have a general rule. I typically don't talk about sports on the rundown that I don't watch. So that's why you don't really hear a lot of NASCAR takes or even Major League Baseball um, or, or minor league uh, sports uh, here in the area as well. But with hockey, it's kind of I watch NASCAR he, too, by the way, just for the record. He does watch that. And he's the host you, of the you got me. You got me beat there, brother. <laughs> but uh hey, i he, watch f1 too he watches uh, brett watches a lot of uh, a lot of stuff so the hurricanes though uh pro team here in the state of north carolina that's actually good it's not uh pulling at our heartstrings with uh will they be good will they not be good they've been pretty good the past couple of years and they're at a point right now that's where good. i would say they're a stanley cup favorite uh, at least to get there um i'm gonna let you guys go one on one by one here i'm gonna start off with larry uh, Larry, give me a reason. Give me your number one reason why I should tune in to the Carolina Hurricanes during the Stanley Cup playoffs. Well, no disrespect, but uh, you know you're on a uh, a radio station that goes to Triad Sports, so isn't it our job to cover the teams Is in this area? Tobacco Road Radio, right? <laughs> I, have an answer for that. I have an answer for that. Brett already knows the answer. For, but, so, so in order to combat that i have other shows that talk about that because i already had that in my head it's like well i got to talk about the cane somehow how am i supposed to do this that's not my show that's basically on? my job talks about everything Des doesn't talk about. Fridays. yeah he but talks what happens about if somebody <laughs> what happens if somebody comes on asks you a comment and they refer it to you desmond the more you know now i'm not going to say you have to be the biggest fan but you have to have some knowledge on the team so that they feel confident in being able to ask you the question. Number two, everyone, I don't care where you live, if it's St. Louis, Tampa Bay, Carolina, during playoff times, there's so many fans that aren't hockey fans during the year that just become hockey fans because it's the thing to become. It's the talk of the town mm -hmm. at that time. You know how many people in Tampa Bay aren't baseball fans that when the Rays make the playoffs, they're all Rays fans, or when the Lightning make it or you know whatever so all of them so right. like the whole city you know history <laughs> lesson the lightning actually played in the trap yes they did yeah. that was the second home the first was the fairgrounds so a lot of people don't remember that they played in tampa bay right near the uh lakeland uh tampa bay line and then they played in tropicana for a couple years i've been to games in there you know tropicana i, I think it's a lot of crap i know we'll talk about that another time i don't want to get off the subject but, it was um, actually built yeah, because not, they thought the White Sox watch, were going to move there. So yeah, y'all aren't convinced to watch the Kings right now. <laughs> aren't watching, but anyway, the Kings, the Kings are an exciting team, and a lot of people don't realize they're on their third goaltender right now. Anderson's been hurt for uh, a week now, I think roughly. I don't know. And David Pasternak decided to intentionally injure Auntie Ranta. Right, last last game, Ranta got hurt, so I believe they were using. I can't even pronounce his Don name. Peter Kochekov. I'm not going to say his nickname that's been uh, out there. Like, I'm just not going to do it, but we all know what it is. But <laughs> it's exciting. It's exciting, Desmond. And I just feel, if you ask me why you, fans are different. I'm talking about Desmond Johnson should watch yes. it because of, he's the host and owner of, you know, what we I consider mean, one of the best a, radio stations around. It's, it's, a good, it's a good point that Larry puts up there. Uh, but that didn't convince me. <laughs> I mean, it's a great point. I probably should know more than I do. But the one thing people know when they're listening to me is that uh, I'm not I'm not that dude, that sports guy that's going to watch uh, Albany versus Hofstra 
college basketball at like one in the morning on ESPN extra or whatever. That's just not me. I'm not, I'm not going to watch every single game out there, every sport, everything. I just don't have time, but, uh, people know I watch my teams. Uh, I keep up with, you know, what's going on outside and I, I keep up from afar with like major league baseball and, uh, uh, hockey, uh, NHL typically with major league baseball, I become more in tune with it as we get out of the NBA season, like after the NBA finals, then what I start talking about during the summer when basketball yeah. hockey yeah. is over. Yeah, yeah, that's when I kind of get into it. Like the other things, like um, like golf and stuff like that. I might poke in and, and see what's going on, especially if like Tigers playing or something like that. Yeah, this new Saudi, this new it. Saudi Arabia tour is. Hey, they, they, here's, uh, they uh, picking up steam. They picking you up steam. Here, Garcia. Uh, yeah, was it yesterday? Where say, you? I can't wait yes, to get out yes, of here. Yeah, more weeks, and I'm done with all of y'all. Yeah, like, man, I think he knows he's on a hot mic right now too. But uh, we'll see how we'll see what happens with that. And that why Phil Mickelson's not really playing right now because he said something. He said a lot of stuff about that Saudi league. Yeah. Yeah. So now he's not really playing on the PGA tour right now for whatever reasons because he missed the Masters, right? He did. Oh, he's kind uh, of been excommunicated. Let me let me hit uh, Jalen here because I know you're a hockey fan. Why should I yeah, watch the Carolina Hurricanes? Because all your other teams are terrible, <laughs> and, you, and I want I want to see you happy, Desmond. And your That's best, best your best your best chance of happiness. Point. That's a fair your point. Your best chance of happiness, brother, is to go ahead and jump on this Hurricanes bandwagon. <laughs> That's the best one. <laughs> you, you see what your Hornets do every time they get to the play in. <laughs> they just don't, they don't, they don't show up. Yeah, they're just like, hey, what are and, we doing here? And get foot. <laughs> Matt Corral ain't gonna save you. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we ain't gonna save anyone. <laughs> he ain't gonna save you, brother. So your best bet. He might. He might save you some money at the buffet. A, yeah, there you go. You better get. You better get out there with Sveshnikov and, uh, and Rob Brendamore. <laughs> Plus, if you you need to go to a game, Des. You need to go to a game. I, I do need to go that, to that, a game. That's, that's one of the best atmospheres in the there, NHL. I was there at game one. Absolutely. Desmond, and I know you're concerned. I was there at game one. There were more people that looked like us than I thought there were going to be. So there you go. <laughs> I was going to ask the they're, question to you, like very, how the race They're very was. friendly. <laughs> they're very friendly. You know? Jalen, well as you me. know, <laughs> as you know, one of the biggest people on the hockey sweater, sweater right or now. Or jacket. <laughs> One of the biggest people on hockey Twitter right now in St. Louis, good old Tony X, yeah, got into the game so innocently by tweeting, "Wait, they the goalie can just say screw it and leave the net? What? What is?" <laughs> the, and I quote, he said, "White people have been hiding hockey from us. This is lit." <laughs> and if you go to a game in the Enterprise Center, it is bananas. See, okay, see. That was a that's very good. I have not had that you, one brought up to it's me. A great time. Um, now I'm gonna take bring something to do during the intermission because it gets very boring. Bring something this to is, do. How long is the intermission? It's 20 minutes, brother. It's a long oh, gosh. time. There's it two takes, intermissions, right? Yeah, Between first, forever. second, and second, third. Oh, it takes yeah. forever. But that's where you can go hit the bar. Boom. <laughs> Most arenas have a beer garden. Um, I believe yeah, the Hurricanes yeah. have some Appalachian Mountain Brewery items there. They also have a nice Very cocktail uh, selection as well. I saw a little little bar set up. I was like, okay, not just they also have their IPAs. own beer. It's called uh, Storm Brew. Mm-hmm. All right, br- all right, Brett, give me your reason. Uh, Jalen, Jalen came in with some fire. I, I didn't even think of it in that way. That uh, I don't know how to follow that up because he's spot on, especially with the Hornets. Yeah, but I'm going to tell you this: Steve is a wagon. That's that's the technical term. 
this is a this is a cup contending team. And I talked about this on my show yesterday. There's not a whole lot of teams in this league that are willing to go up against someone with the mystique of the Boston Bruins and not be afraid of it. Andrei Svechnikov took Hampus Lindholm's soul from his body. Did cleanly, you see that I might add. Cleanly. Snap the man's stick in half. I've never, I had never seen it was, that. It was, a, it was a clean quiet. hit. If you so can pull the, it up, but what is it, I have King? a problem with the, the Nesson announcers. Jack Edwards, notorious idiot. Um, <laughs> Bruins play-by-play man said that it was A, a high hit. B, Svechnikov left his skates. No, he hit no. him right here in the chest plate. Right B, the his skates were on the ground. Yeah. yeah. How do you spell his name? Uh, S-V- <laughs> S-V-E-C-H-N-I-K-O-V. Oh, 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 one one person. Spell it again. S-V-E-C-H-N-I-K-O-V. Hey. Nikoff. It is going to be right there. It should be number one. Hampus Lindham knocked out a game too early? Is that what? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to put Lindham hit. Oh, yeah, it already popped up. See, Google's strange, man. Google knows what you want. No, this is probably, <laughs> the, most, this probably the most Google hockey play of the postseason. I'm telling you, there's no way anybody has searched. That and what happened about two minutes yeah. after that when a 19-year-old yeah. goaltender about killed Brad Marchand. I think I might have it here. Um, so, what, Brett? So violence is that what it was? That that's why. No, 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 The no, team's no. good, Desmond. The team is good, and the team is not scared of anybody because they're the small market Carolina plus, Hurricanes. Plus, the Bruins have bounced the Hurricanes out of the playoffs the last two years, Des. There's a revenge factor too. It is. This, and this is this thing is very personal. Out this is a revenge tour for Carolina because the the past two years, even in the bubble, they felt like they could have won the cup. This has been a cup contending or fringe cup contending team for the past three years. They know they have ascended to the point, their apex, so to speak. This is their window. All right, here's the hit. Let's see what we got here. Hold on, I need to make yeah, sure back it up. So. Yeah. He's, um, already, he's already dead. Yeah. Yeah, he's already, he's already, he's already <laughs> taken his soul. Yeah. This is all that you just show. And, and, and Brandon Carlos. And another big hit. Do you see his stick, Des? Hold on. I had another hit. tab. Sorry, I had another tab running. Let me go back. You see his stick on the boards over there? Yep. Still the, other half of, the other half is in his hand. <laughs> they still hold it. That was the only thing he was holding. I think he lost some teeth. Oh, my gosh. They got their show again. Yeah, he don't know where he is. Oh, buddy, nope. he back to the house. <laughs> okay, but here's the thing. The hit was clean. The principal point of contact was the chest plate above the spokes B on the chest. Number two, Svechnikov did not launch. Those are the two things that the NHL looks for. Did you hit him high? And did you launch off your skates? Maybe one skate maybe came an inch off, but that's called physics. There it is. This there it is. Ooh. Boom. Boy's helmet. <laughs> you see the stick? Look at his stick. He's just holding this. <laughs> Took my man's helmet. Just, just oh, the, just the oh my goodness. <laughs> All he's got is the tape in his hand. That's it. <laughs> the, other, the other best part, Peter Kochekov, Brad Marchand doesn't go slashing people unless he's frustrated. Oh my gosh. Well, that, that might not game. be true. You know, he goes slash you. He goes spit well, on you. He goes slash you. Jalen, you know the, the famous gif on. after the Blues beat him in the Stanley Cup final. This one of Brad Marchand crying. 
Um, <laughs> uh, well, real let, quick. let me show you the tail the tail of the tape between Marshan and Peter Kachekov. Marshan is five five nine one ninety two, so a rat basically. He looks like one and is the size of one. Um, Peter Kochekov, 6'3", 205, also Russian. <laughs> Mismatch. Also Russian. So can... And, and Marshan is French, right? He kind of, he reminds me of Remy from Ratatouille. Yeah. He's, no, he literally looks like Ratatouille. Like, if you look at him side by side, he looks like the same person. Real, look, real quick. You kind of, you guys kind of, kind of got me there a little bit. So we'll see okay. next week. We'll check back in well, on this. It's not just the virus, Des. You deserve yeah. good things. <laughs> One more thing. It's not just the violence. This team is insanely, insanely skilled. There are so yeah, many good heard. players on this team. Svechnikov, Aho, Brady Shea, uh, the defenseman, uh, Jarvis, Tony D'Angelo tied the, the franchise George record Stahl. for points. This team is elite defensively. They won the very rare award for least goals allowed in the NHL all year. They shattered the franchise record in that department. Their third-string 19-year-old goaltender is going brick wall mode. I mean, like Cam Ward-esque brick wall mode. That's so, how they won the Cup in 06 is because Cam Ward went brick wall mode as a 20-year-old. Sebastian Ajo led the team in points for the last five years. I mean, it would be nice to have a – history. They got some guys. Oh, God, the Emmy's playing out of his mind right now. The kid they got from Montreal – and then they got, nice got, they got they got the legend Brendan back there on, on, behind the board. And they have a coach who's up. been here before and knows how to play this kind of style. And not he, won the, he won the cup with, he won the cup with the Canes in 06, right? As yeah. the captain of yeah. the Canes, that is correct. Yeah. And I do former St. Louis Blue too. And I want to so, say yes, shout, out, shout out to yep. uh, Sports Channel 8 that's on Monday, Wednesday, Fridays uh, on Tobacco Road because they do kind of keep up with the Hurricanes more than really anything else that we run. Uh, they talk sure. about almost My every show. show. Does. What are you talking about? Well, they do like music videos and stuff. Like they they go like viral. <laughs> like literally, oh, they'll yeah, do yeah, like, yeah, all kinds sure. of weird stuff that 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 sports fans love. Uh, we love having them on. Um, I'm gonna skip the Jordan Addison thing uh, and and move on because we're running short on time here. Um, I gotta take another quick break. I think I still have Larry for second hour. I got Skylar Callahan in the back. Uh, I think I'm losing Jalen, and I'm not sure if Brett's sticking around or if you got something you got to do or you're hanging out or I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I got to bounce and prepare my pipes for the snake pit tonight. That's right. You got uh, Carolina Cobras tonight taking on Jacksonville Sharks. So uh, we'll be back. Hey, just my boy CDK. You said what's up. I said what's up. I got you. I got you. Right. I got you. Well, we, uh, we'll be back in just a bit. You listen to the rundown on WWBG 1470 AM and TobaccoRoadSportsRadio.com. You're listening to The Rundown with Desmond Johnson. Blue Naples Pizzeria in Kernersville is now hiring. Come work for one of the best Italian restaurants in the triad. Currently hiring dishwashers, cooks, front cashiers, and more. Great hours, great pay. Give them a call at 336-993-7707 or stop by and inquire at 1519 Union Cross Road in Kernersville. Start working this week. Blue Naples Pizza. Carolina Cobras. Catch them all season long. That's all we got. That's all we got. On your home for triad sports. Tobacco Road Sports Radio.com. 
area softball stars. Register for the Diamond Star Softball Transfer Portal Showcase June 14th and 15th at Bob Lewis Park in Asheville, North Carolina. This showcase is for any player currently in the transfer portal or any JUCO player. Get the opportunity to showcase your skills in front of college coaches from all levels. Over the two-day event, players participate in evaluations such as softball skills and metrics by college sports evaluations, drill and team practice participation, and playing in three games. For more information, visit DiamondStarEvents.net or email Coach Ben McKinney at bmckinney at DiamondStarEvents.net. Maylor Family Chiropractic and Acupuncture, located at 205 North Cherry Street in Kernersville, is your family chiropractor. Dr. Maylor's goal is to treat and correct the underlying cause of patient symptoms to alleviate pain and to restore balance. Maylor Chiropractic treats pain, sports injuries, injuries from auto accidents, and much more. Start performing to the best of your ability pain-free. Give them a call and set your appointment today at 336-996-3737. Maylor Chiropractic in Kernersville. IdeaCom NC, a trusted telecommunications company with 60 years of experience in unified communications. IdeaCom is about more than just phone systems. They provide a full range of communication solutions. Whether your business is big or small, from churches to schools to fire departments, depend on the best in cabling, phone systems, IT support, and more from IdeaCom of Central North Carolina. Top-rated customer service that cares about your business needs. Check out all the host of solutions at IdeaComNC.com or call at 336 Back to the rundown with Desmond Johnson. Welcome back into the rundown here on TobaccoRoadSportsRadio.com. Hour number two. Here on WWBG 1470 AM, Desmond Johnson here with you. Larry Frank from Frankly Speaking Sports in the house. Jalen Gilkey from WFMY News 2 still in the house. And from Sports Illustrated, uh, Hornets and Panthers beat writer Skylar Callahan joining us here. Skylar, what's going on, brother? How you doing, man? Doing good. Hope you guys are well. Doing good, doing good. Uh, super busy Saturday uh, morning here. Uh, I want to get into uh, CP3, Chris Paul, who, is, who turned in a couple of uh, – fantastic performances here uh, in the playoffs in terms of uh, the Phoenix Suns trying to get back to the NBA Finals. I, my question really uh, for the panel, where do you rank Chris Paul in terms of all-time point guards if the Phoenix Suns actually complete the the mission here and win the NBA t- uh, title? They're, they're the number one seed in the West. They have the best record in the league. Uh, Chris Paul is 37, I think, if I'm not mistaken. And and playing uh, that old man YMCA game to perfection right now, like uh, they can't really do much with him. Um, let's start off with you, Jalen. Uh, where would you rank? Where would you rank CP3 uh, on the all-time point guard list if he gets a ring? If he gets a ring, I still have him number two, the same spot I got right now behind Magic. The only reason I have him behind, well. I'll take that back. If he so gets you put the him ring, like Isaiah and uh, I'll say no. I'll say if. if if he gets the ring, yeah, I'll have to – See, a tough question there. So I know, that's right? That's why I saved it for today. Because <laughs> I was I thinking you. about it. I'm like, huh, where would I, I put him? I, I love Magic Johnson, like the skill and the, the evolution he brought to the game of basketball. But I honestly think that Chris Paul is a better basketball player. Than Magic because, Johnson? Because, just listen, 
Just listen. All right. Okay. <laughs> you got to think about you got to think about our size, our size difference here, right? Also, Magic really couldn't shoot the ball. Chris Paul could shoot the ball, and that's my favorite part of his game: his ability to not only create for others, but he knows when it's to go absolute killed and take over. And I'm not saying Magic wasn't able to do that. I'm not saying that at all. Yeah. But being <laughs> being being six eight and two hundred plus pounds, that does make it a little bit easier to get what you want on the basketball court. I wasn't so, really. I wasn't trying to go with a Magic versus CP3, but you took it there. Like I said, I, I'm, and you got to we got to realize. I understand Kareem was on the the end of his career, but at that time, Magic did start his career play with the most dominant force the game had probably ever seen. So, okay, you got to take that in consideration as well. Uh, Larry, where were you? Where you put? Chris Paul on the list of all-time point guards if he wins a ring because it feels like that's the one thing out there he hasn't done and it's kind of preventing him from breaking the ceiling into all-time great territory it feels like well it should I mean because I agree with Jalen that he's better than Magic I really do believe that as well I think he's possibly the best point guard skilled point guard of all time I mean if you look at him great mid-range shooter but the other thing he does is he has what we call a basketball IQ with him, too. He knows when to shoot, and he knows when not to shoot. And that's a big part of his game, you know, as a point guard, to set other people up around him and make them successful as well. He hasn't always had the supporting cast that Magic had during those glory years of the Lakers. But, um, I, you know, a lot of people say he hasn't won the championship. You know, no, he hasn't. But does that who, still who has, who has in New Orleans, right? Right. But who does that make him a great player? Because he, the team has not won. We're not asking him whether, he, you know, we're talking about the team. We're talking about the individual here now. From an individual standpoint, you can't deny the success he has had as a point guard in the NBA. You're right. He hasn't won it. But to me, it's just the icing on the cake. Should he and they are definitely in a good spot to win the NBA championship this year. I think both of y'all are taking crazy pills this morning. I, Bro, both of y'all are saying think, though, Paul's better than Magic Johnson. Like I, I, I let's let go, go before I jump in. This, as we're saying Magic wasn't a great player. We're not no, no, saying no, no, that. No, no, we're talking no, about I, two great players here. That I mean, and they played at different times. You know, like Jalen said, look at what Magic had as a supporting cast. I mean, probably one of the best teams ever assembled. You know, no, I, agree. I agree with all that, but I'm I, no, I'm not, I'm not saying it as if y'all are saying Magic wasn't a good player. I'm taking it I at face value. Magic y'all are saying he's better that, that he that Chris Paul's better than him. So I'm just kind of, I'm gonna let Skyler go, and then I'll jump in on on a this turned to a crazy uh, <laughs> this turned to a crazy segment. Skyler, what do you, what is what happens to CP3 on your list of all time point guards if he wins a title? I mean, I still think you would be too. I, I, I like Magic like like Desmond, but. I think there's other guys too that don't get recognized just because, yes. like Oscar Robertson, um, Steve Nash, John Stockton. Like these are Steve Stockton. Nash is not in this conversation. Nah, by the way. Anyway, keep going. Keep you can't going. have a number two, but these guys are some of the best of all time. So I think yep. they get left out of that conversation. But I would still have Chris Paul number two, even if he wins a ring, which I honestly think he could get two rings in the next three years if he continues to play in Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah, if he stays healthy and can stay on the court, I agree with that. So he, people, so he, 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 Skyler, he gets two rings in the last in two years in Phoenix. Does, does that not 
I would say, yeah, if he gets playing him over over Magic, not over Magic, man. I would say like, Magic could know? not shoot the ball, Desmond. That is a major part of the game of basketball. But Magic is in like top five all time, regardless of position. He dude. played with Are the leading score in the history of the ba- game of basketball. But he did other things besides score, like much other, th- like a lot of other things besides score. Like he, you can have all that talent. We just watched this in Brooklyn. You can have all that talent assembled all you want, but you still need somebody to lead it. And like he led it, he led those men to five NBA championships. I mean, okay, so they went so to the top. They went to the championship we, like nine did, years. Did you see? Did you see what Chris Ball did with Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan? I saw what he tried did you, to do. Did you see what what he was able to do with that that talent and what contracts he was able to get those guys? But they never made it past the. They never made it to the Western Conference Finals. Like he he just made it to the Western Conference Finals last year, like the first time in his career. And I'm supposed to say that dude's the greatest point guard because of all he played time with the two. In, he played for the most two inept franchises in the history of the game. He chose him. He's the one that went there. No, he didn't. Like, no, he didn't. <laughs> I can't. I can't he was like, going to the Lakers. Well, he got drafted to New Orleans. And, well, he got yes, drafted I'm to New Orleans. Still, he was I'm going still to mad about. I'm still mad about David Stern taking. If back he was that, able to play with another top ten player, yeah, Kobe Bryant, he would have three, four rings right now. Yeah, I agree. He he would have those rings. But but still, I can't put him. I've got Magic in my top five all time. Like to say that, in order to get past that, he would have to get past five rings in my mind. Like he would have to win at least four or five. Just to at get least you're there. consistent in your argument. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's what that's how you're supposed to be. <laughs> I don't I don't like bouncing around. Like he would have to be like. But see, the you don't have to have the most the, rings. Like that's see, the that whole doesn't make sense to me. That doesn't make sense to me. You're saying because he hasn't won a championship that he's not the greatest point guard. You're using that as the reason. That's like saying Eli Manning is the best quarterback ever because he's won two championships. And another point, I, I got a point for you as well, Larry. It's like not only – Magic Johnson wasn't just a point guard. Chris Correct. Paul is strictly a point guard. He could not be any other position on the basketball court. Magic Johnson, now we can – I'm not saying he's a greater player than Magic Johnson, but he's a better point guard than Magic mm. Johnson. See, I would say Steph Curry is a better point guard than Chris Paul. No, brother, come on now. Because he can do things on, that Steph, he can do things that Chris Paul can't. That's the reason Steph you Curry, just Steph used Curry, Magic. Steph Curry he leads things. turnovers every year, bro. What are we talking about? He also now, has no range. Jalen, in all fairness, no did say, what, what is, did say at the beginning of the show he wasn't feeling well. So there we go. That into account, it might be affecting. <laughs> what is Steph? What is Steph Curry's range? Limitless. Where does it end? Like he's like Limit, a he's like a Marvel superhero or something. Like he has no but, limit. Like that okay. Chris Paul has limits to his his game in terms but of it, like okay. Uh, if we really want to have this discussion, we can talk about how when when it's crunch time, Chris Paul goes fourteen for fourteen from the field, and Steph Curry, where does he go? Steph Curry is the only unanimous MVP in the history of this league. Very true. That, Michael I, Jordan I have, didn't do that. Will didn't do that. Wayne didn't do that. Magic didn't do that. But that's I just mean, because I feel like we were enamored. First of all, they won seventy three. They won, won seventy three games. First without of all. Durant, it, no Durant on that team. That's what I'm saying. We, but that's team success. And because he was the best player on the best team that we had ever seen in the league, there was no other person that could be voted for MVP. But that no, no, yeah, yes, not, not yet. The not, best, the not, best player, every vote, the best <laughs> player vote. on the best team that we've ever seen. There's no one else could get a vote. Come on well, now. Now, sorry, they were the best team we've ever seen. Let, let's just start right there. They just won okay. the most. They, they, they're not well, the, the, best mo- the most successful team we had ever seen. The team that won the most games in the regular season. <laughs> that's, okay. that's how I Fair describe enough. them. That's and it's that's a regular season are. award, right? There's so yeah. who, 
if it's not the best player on the team that's won the most games ever in the NBA history, who else could get a vote for MVP besides LeBron James? Nobody. That, well, what year was that? That was 2016? Yes. I mean, Russell Westbrook was, was averaging triple-doubles during that stretch? No, he was not. Right that's the same year he averaged the triple-double, he won the MVP. Yeah. Well, no, he did it more than one year. He did it another year. He did it like the, the, next, year. Year was, the next year was not that year. That I, Let's call it – Steph and them, they won – that year was the year before he went for the triple doubles. I, I just I KD, KD, it was the first year KD left, and they I, lost I, to them. And then the next year he averaged the triple doubles, and KD was on the Warriors. I was expecting like third, fourth, fifth, something like that for for Chris Paul. I wasn't expecting a, an all out assault on Magic Johnson. Pure, like that pure was, point guard, brother. I didn't know where I know where that was coming from. He had an answer he was looking for that we didn't give him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like wow, I'm not Magic Johnson. On Magic Johnson's neck today, like I didn't, I didn't expect that to happen at all. And of course, um, the game has advanced, and the skills of the players have yes. advanced. But the pure mastery of the game of basketball, I, I think it's unmatched what Chris Paul does. You could, you could, you could argue that same argument if he was available to Kyrie Irving, right? In no, terms of skill, he plays, he plays twenty two games a year. I don't want to hear that. I mean, well, I mean, that's Kyrie, what I'm saying. Games. And he doesn't he, he doesn't pass the ball or create at the level Chris Paul does. Chris Paul is the ultimate leader. Uh, also, too, I'm not sure I could put Chris Paul as it stands right now. I'm not sure I could put Chris Paul over John Stockton. John Stockton has yes, one of the most yes, unbreakable yes, records in sports. He does. John yes, Stockton yes, is yes, the yes, all-time yes, assist leader. That's the one John Stockton could not hold guards, right? Chris Paul's job. I'm gonna say like, it right one now. on one, like if they were like in a gym together. If they play, if you put John Stockton, if you if you ask John Stockton to play and try to stop Chris Paul with Carl Malone back there, it wouldn't have happened. It wouldn't have happened, brother. See, I don't buy that. I it don't buy that. Happen. See, it this is the happen. same argument where people were saying, "Oh well, uh, Durant and LeBron and these guys, they would have dominated have, the nineties or whatever." The and then they and then they they watched Boston dismantle the Brooklyn Nets with nineties style defense because Durant couldn't go anywhere without crying. There was two people in his pocket everywhere he went, and that's the same argument to me that people would be like, "You plop Kevin Durant down in nineteen ninety six, and he's averaging forty five points a game," and I'm like. No, he ain't. He'd be lucky to average 23 because the defense is def- is different. They can put their hands on him. Like, there's, it's a different era. So, Chris Paul has played through multiple eras and has been able to adapt his game as he's gone through those eras. And now he's blessed with a super young team that's really talented. It's a perfect fit for him. So, it makes his game look. Did you see what he did in better. Oklahoma City two years ago? Yeah, I know. Did, I know he, did. I know did you did. see what he did with that roster? Name yeah. anybody that plays for Oklahoma City right now, Desmond. Uh, does Gilgis Alexander still play for them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, there you go. I got one. We <laughs> traded him. We traded him to Oklahoma City, uh, the Hornets. Uh, I was going to take a quick break right here, but I know I only had Skylar for a little bit. Um, I want to get into the Hornets coaching search um, because that's something that uh, I'm a little nervous about here. Uh, I keep seeing Mike D'Antoni pop up here, but Mike D'Antoni is 71 years old. Um, does that seem like the best move for these Hornets with this young team, Skylar? Like, what are you hearing reporting for Sports Illustrated in terms of this Hornets coaching uh, search and who they're uh, reaching out to right now? Yeah, I mean, there's like six or seven guys off the on the list right now. I think we we're, we're doing a, a profile on each guy every on a, each of the guys every day. I think today was uh, Darvin Ham, so go check that out. But I, I think the the consensus is that everybody would like Darvin Ham to be the guy. I mean, he's 
one of the most well-respected assistants in the game, had a lot of success with Milwaukee so far, and everyone just sees him kind of being like the Ime Adoka, uh, the next Ime Adoka with the Boston Celtics. So I think that that makes the most sense. Mike D'Antoni, I have a hard time understanding this, right? Because mm-hmm. it's the, never worked, Tyler. <laughs> no, it's 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 not going to work. And work. I told Desmond this, I think, back when it happened. At the game when they were playing uh, the Lakers, and everyone saw Jordan supposedly walk out of the game. He didn't walk out of the game. I actually was on the elevator, on the same elevator with him down to the post game as he was leaving. The whole oh, time the flex, he kept saying, the yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that. that in there. <laughs> all he kept saying to his little click that he was with on the elevator was, "Damn, these kids are just fall in love with the three-point ball." To me, if I just take that one little elevator ride that I had with Michael Jordan, and that's what he was saying the entire time, I don't think he's going to want to bring Mike D'Antoni in here. But I will say this: it is a very similar style of ball to what they have with James Borrego. They play small ball. They shoot a lot of threes. Go up tempo. It makes sense in that sense if they want to keep playing that same style and just have a guy that's been around longer, that's had more success. I get it. But to me, I don't think they're going to fire a guy to hire essentially the same coach that's just 30 years older. That's what and I'm saying. Yeah. And, and I also say they won't hire a first-time head coach, which is making me consider, like wondering, okay, is Darvin Ham really going to be considered? Mm-hmm. Is David Vanderpool going to be considered? So I would expect – whoever they hire is probably going to be someone with experience that, you know, see, that's the kind of insight you get on the rundown that you can't get from any place else. Because honestly, what you just inside, said, right. There, Skyler, inside trading. Inside yeah. Trading, it kind of explains Skyler. why Borrego got fired. Cause that, <laughs> cause I mean, that's kind of, that was kind of the staple of this Hornets team. They were going to shoot a lot of threes. Uh, they were a high scoring team, but without any three point specialist on the team. Right, yeah, everyone was just jacking threes. I mean, Gordon Hayward, I guess, would have been, but Hayward's not available. Exactly. Uh, and then, I mean, everybody did – LaMelo increased his three-point shooting percentage. Miles Bridges, who's now – who bet on himself, they tried to offer him money last year. He wouldn't take it. Now he's going to probably get maxed out, I would think. They're going to have to to keep him because you, you can't you can't home grow talent in the draft like they have the past three or four years and then just let it walk out the door. Like, we did that with Kimba, but in hindsight, that looks like that was a great decision. Because Kemba literally uh, started breaking down. He was breaking down before he left, but he really broke down right after he left. So really dodged the bullet there. Um, and you got Lamelo halfway through a rookie contract with Miles Burgess. Go ahead, go ahead, Tyler. The good thing, the good thing with Miles Bridges, he's a restricted free agent. So if if he was unrestricted, that's a totally different deal. I don't think the Hornets are going to give him max deal. I really don't. Mm-hmm. Um, they could if it gets to that point, but I feel like they want to settle just a little bit under that. They don't they don't think he's a max player. I don't think he's a max player. He's close. Wow. But yeah, if yeah. you're really going to be dishing out that much money to somebody, it's got to be a franchise-changing guy. Miles Bridges is a great player. Is he a franchise-changing guy? I mean, it's been one – he had one he's a great really piece. good year. He's a great piece. For he's me, I would want to see that backed up. He's a great two or yeah. three. Like in a, a great, uh, I, I, I don't want to break up him and Lamelo. They but they need one more guy to go with him. Like so, a, a, a my, big my man. Qu- I got a question for you, Skyler. Yeah, this free agent class is kind of shaky. Who do we think would be the best piece? I know they need like a a wing power forward type of you know score, somebody that can actually be on the court. And put up some buckets, right? 
I yeah. don't. There's, I mean, hmm. I'm looking at the list. I'm looking at this list. We got Bradley Bill out there. Maybe we See, got they, the players I want. It's like duplication on the roster. They got Terry Rozier. Like, yeah. Well, they don't Terry Rozier. Right. Guess if we're getting Bradley Bill, we're we're packing uh, Terry Rozier. Oh yeah, he can get out of here. We'll yeah. book him. We'll book him two <laughs> men in a truck. <laughs> I'm gonna get gone out of here as soon as possible. What'd you say? Um, Charlie, Michael say I'll pay for it. Don't even worry about it, brother. Thank <laughs> yeah, you for you your service. The uh, they they really need like a. I know we've heard it. They need a big man. They need a big man. But they've got they need young a number dudes. one. They need a number one scorer. They yeah, do. Is that, that gonna be Lamelo? Everyone's yeah, talking about they need a rim protector and how they need someone to affect inside the paint. But I, I can – Desmond can attest to this. I've said this since the beginning – well, about the middle of the season. They need a guy that can take over a game. Lamelo yeah. is not there yet. Miles Bridges is not there yet. They, they need somebody be, that's going to give you 23 to 28 need, a night. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You need a guy – I'm not saying, like, a Trey Young's going to drop into Charlotte, but you need a guy that can go out and get you a 40-piece whenever you can get it. Like, yeah. they don't have – Lamelo's not at that level yet. But maybe, I will say too, exactly. Mm, I mean, numbers, like I'm saying, the names this year aren't that, you know. He's unrestricted. Um, they need a three-in-t guy. Like, Kelly Oubre was good in search, but defense is very suspect. Like, if they can get a more consistent three-point shooter, I would say the same thing with Kelly Oubre. You can pack his bags. Like, you can get mm-hmm. a – if you can get a three-in-D wing, that'll really help. And then you also have to get somebody that's more defended than Mason Plumlee underneath. But maybe that, Kai Jones takes a step. But that's, that's asking a lot for a guy to play very minimal minimal minutes. See, and that's another reason why I think that Borrego's not here because uh, he didn't play the young guys. Um, guys like Kai Jones, uh, James Booknight. Yeah, Booknight could be that too that we're looking for because he showed some some signs there. Larry, I think you were about to say something about Yeah, I want to ask Kyle a question because I'm kind of confused with this coaching search because – you look at it, I agree with you 100%, D'Antoni. He's not the right coach. Even though he had some successful years as a coach, he's more of a one-player type team coach where one player excels on his team, but nobody else does. But my question to you is when I look at, and you talked about getting a guy with experience versus getting a guy with no experience, why aren't we hearing more about Mark Jackson, who I think would be a great fit for the Charlotte Hornets. He'd be a that's perfect fit for LaMelo, wouldn't he? Yeah, that's my pick. That has been my pick is Mark Jackson. And I think the Lakers are talking to him. Um, but I thought they fired Borrego so they could get in line because the Lakers had already fired Bogle the week before and we're going to start going through coaching uh, candidates. And I, that's why I thought they did it when they did it, when they fired Borrego, was so they could talk to Mark Jackson or talk to some of those other guys. Talk, you want to talk about top point guards. I mean, Mark Jackson, what, top 10? No, number two, All time top 15? I say he's number three in all time on assists, right? I believe yeah. so. It's like oh, it's Stockton, Magic, and then I think it's Mark Jackson. So I mean, Chris uh, might have passed him recently, but I he, may have, he may have. He may have. I'm gonna turn. I'm gonna turn this question around. So, Melo Ball's 20 years old, right? He's entering yep. the last year of his deal, I believe, on his rookie deal. So, you know, the big markets are gonna be out there looking for him when he whenever he comes up restricted free. So, do you and Michael Jordan and Mitch Kupchak? include LaMelo Ball, who's only 20 years old, in this coaching search? Do you give him that much power to say, this is how bad we want you here long term? That's a tough That's a tough thing to ask. Especially for that family. That family. Because you're not giving just LaMelo that power. You're giving the Ball family that power, really. I don't know if – I don't even know if LaMelo is the type of guy that even want that. You know? 
He doesn't really yeah. seem like he's asking for that type of power. He just I feel like he, he gives off. I want to go out there and just have fun and play basketball. His like, dad, Levar. His dad, his dad probably wants to be the one that's making. <laughs> I mean, if if we really be honest, if we really be honest, ever since Lamelo's been drafted, we ain't really heard nothing from Lamar. No, we hadn't, and I and I and I kind of thought that was good. his plan. That was, was kind it, of his plan, I think. It, 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 that's what I'm saying. He once once he was like, once my youngest boy, I'm gonna sell these wolf tickets, get my my youngest boy's name, all my boys' names as big as popular as possible, and make it kind of undeniable for them to be taken. Right. Mm-hmm. Then once we're there. Out the way. I'm just sitting in the front row, enjoy the game, have a blast. Well, Desmond, how about. much power should a star player have? It raises a great question in the coaching choice. Depends you gotta on be a, you gotta well, be a superstar, right? I was gonna say it depends on that player. If it's a top 10 guy or a guy that can that's projected to be a top 10 guy as they head towards their peak, then I think it's okay. In basketball, I think it's okay because you're talking about you know. 15 guys, 16 guys or whatever. It's a, and super, it's a super interpersonal relationship. Yeah, like it can't yeah. just be like the dude that's like coming off the bench demanding, you know. Right. That's, that's, that's what we're going to sign Is that he's only 20 years old and he's probably going to be a top 10 player in the next two to three years. But yeah, the biggest question is like, if you're Charlotte, you have to almost do anything you can to can't keep Lamelo off here. Can't let him go. You cannot let him go. This franchise goes back to 2014. Yeah. They never had Charlotte's never had a star of this magnitude ever. Exactly. You have to do everything you can to keep him. If that includes well, giving him as much power as ever, teams. Charlotte has never had a star uh, to this magnitude. I mean, Lamelo doing like national TV spots and stuff like that. The only person I in, in the Hornets lore, the only one I could say that got to that point was Larry Johnson. The rest of them, even Kimba, never got to a national level of recognition. I mean, Larry Johnson was on Family Matters. <laughs> you know, I mean, like he got to a point where. But everyone knew Grandmama like at a certain point, and even those Hornets teams never got but, past. But see, the, the thing is, Lomelo was an international superstar before he even. Right, this is a different beast. This is a little bit something different. Like he's on like a. Who would you say he came into the league with a lime green Lamborghini? Let's not forget that. Yeah, wearing a lime green suit as he got not, out of it too. Like not not his first contract, but that was not his first. You know, <laughs> he, that he had that already. He was on that triple B money. Skyler, who who would you say has a who? Who is the bigger star in Charlotte? Cam Newton at his peak or LaMelo right now? Probably still Cam at his peak because I think it's still growing for LaMelo. Now, we can ask this five years from now. We may say, yeah, it's clearly LaMelo. But yeah. a lot of that's going to hinge on the success that the team has too because if LaMelo's here, passes rookie deal, and the team's kind of still like average, stale, stale. then it's not going to be that big a deal. But if he's here and they're like, competing for the East, they're competing to get into the NBA Finals, then, yeah, he's probably going to be the biggest star Charlotte's ever seen. And that's, that, that's that's why I think they fired Borrego in the end, was that you're in the middle of that rookie deal with LaMelo. Uh, they never really put down Borrego, like whenever they would answer questions like Miles or, or LaMelo or, or whoever. Trez did his exit interview, but I'll just say. <laughs> they would throw little darts in there like uh, – usually they'd be assisted by a reporter. A reporter would ask a question like LaMelo and playing time in the fourth quarter. Like they'd lob that softball up there to him and he would say, yeah, you know, of course I want to play more in the fourth quarter, that kind of thing. And it leaves him with a quote that they could put out there. It makes it sound like he's saying, I don't trust Borrego's rotation. I should be playing more. Hell, LaMelo wasn't even starting when they first got him. Like it, it took a while for Borrego to really insert him into the starting line. I think it was an injury. I think an injury is what really put LaMelo in there. And then was it Rogier? 
it was probably Hayward. I can't even remember, but it was somebody that got hurt and Lamelo got in the start. The numbers line. say it was probably Hayward. Probably, it was probably Hayward. But uh, <laughs> what do they do? What do they do with Hayward? They got. I mean, because at this point, Miles Bridges scored. Say, say Lavi. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to take them? That's the thing. I mean, Utah. They can, they can Whoever you, wanted, or yeah, Utah. Do you do a uh, well? If, if Utah would do it, do you do a, a Gobert Hayward oh. deal of some sort? Bring Gobert here. Yeah, <laughs> no, but I mean, <laughs> Rayford, you know what you're getting with Gobert. Like you're going to get defensive, yeah. rebounding, block shots, but offensively, you're also going to get abused on that pick and roll. Exactly. And he ain't but how much? How much better of a threat is he than Mason Plumlee? Scholar, question. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe, I know Donovan Mitchell is trying to get Utah. Mm-hmm. Would you think? I mean, how, how would that fit? Can, can, we, pack, can we package Rozier, Hayward, whoever I think, else? I think would if it comes with Lamelo, I'm playing with yeah. the two. Mitchell will put, Mitchell plays the two anyway. Yeah, so so you'd have Lamelo and Donovan Mitchell in the backcourt. Mm-hmm. If it comes to a point where Utah understands like they've got to part with one of them, I. Because we've already established Hornets need scoring more than they need rim protection. I, I if I were I Mitch Kupchak, I'd call about Donovan Mitchell before I would about Rudy Gobert. Because I, I think you can still get a block shot block shoot, uh, a shot blocker that can do stuff inside for a much cheaper price than Rudy Gobert. You can go get Nas Reed out of Minnesota yeah. or somebody to block some shots. Masson White you got, you got oh, dudes exactly. that are on the swarm that you've drafted. You can play Tim too. You know, Kai Jones or yeah. someone put him in there. But no, I'm intrigued by a Lamelo Donovan Mitchell backcourt with Bridges playing the three. That's 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 PJ Washington at the four, and then get your five. Yeah, and, and then he, finally play Kai Jones. Like, are we? Are, more, he needs to get more credit for that than what he is. Yeah, are we selling Book Knight short? Because we didn't see a whole lot of him, but when we saw him, he he's I'm not so sold on that kid yet. I, I mean, he can he can be he can turn into something great, but I, I'm I'm still very cautious about what he's going to be. He kind of reminds me of Malik Monk. Like that same type of player, like real streaky, uh, suspect on defense, uh, young, really young, not uh, a great shooter. Well, I mean, his his yeah, stats, might show, his the scouting report coming in was he was not a great three point shooter. I'm still kind of stuck I, on. I, I love I love any kid that can come from feeling like he was being held back in the G League and score 25 points his first night. I, yeah. I'm always I'm always yeah. a fan of that because that's you got the heart of a lion. And I'm still stuck on what Skyler was saying. Jordan was saying in the elevator about how these kids are just stuck on shooting threes. That the fact that he recognizes the fact that teams become enamored with shooting three pointers. Look at the teams in the NBA playoffs right now that we've kind of picked to go pretty far: Phoenix, Golden State, Milwaukee, oh, Miami. Yeah. Those teams don't. They don't rely like on. Y'all don't hear me. Season five. Anyway, <laughs> Boston. They don't rely on the three point shot. You know what I mean? Like they, they have dudes that can hit that mid-range game. Tatum, Steph. Uh, well, they had Middleton, but he's hurt. Uh, Holiday, Clay, uh, Clay, Butler. Like that's their that's their game. It's like the mid-range. Like that's interesting. Right you there. didn't name Giannis, but you said he had a a, a a sweet spot earlier in the day. That was, but that's posting up. Like Giannis posting up from the free throw line is the same as Steph shooting it from the three, from the two point line. Like Giannis has got like a twelve. 12- wingspan like what are we doing like like he drives in and by the time he's there he's about five feet from the basket but he started that way out at the three-point line 
Uh, I'm talking about dudes that drive, stop, and pop. Like Giannis, he does that, but that's part of his game that he's going to improve. He working on a little turnaround, but eh. a little, a little shake, a eh. little, little dream right. shake here and there, and he'll stop. All right, a let's calm bit. down. Let's calm. Down. <laughs> but no, I mean the fact that Jordan recognizes that tells me that he he doesn't he doesn't want to have a team that just like the Houston Rockets with uh with Harden a couple years ago where they were shooting. Guess who's the head coach? exactly 40 53s a night they were like shooting it was an insane amount their idea was that three is more than two so we're just going to shoot all these threes and get to the foul line and now you're seeing james harden just completely break down uh like chaylen rose said earlier on uh get up this week to check his carfax report because it's he, his whole everything's break down with james harden right now he said he said he, he came in he was a rose royce but it turns out it was a used one <laughs> i still say it's james harden's fault i said it yesterday on the score when he did that whole thing to get out of houston by showing up all like like 20 pounds overweight and he's in the layup line and it looked like like the stay puff marshmallow man and then like two weeks later they finally traded him and then he hurt his hamstring because of the weight he put on that hamstring has bothered him for the past two years because of whatever <laughs> he did to get out of houston and now he hurt his hamstring in the playoffs no, nah, that thing was messed up before. He had no, nah, he was messed up before that. He had tweaked it and then came back early in the playoffs, and then and then it got worse. But even now, uh, Houston Harden is gone. Like he's never coming back. That, that dude's thirty two years old. He's got some tread on the tires. He's not going to drop forty on somebody. And I keep hearing all these talking heads talk about, well, we need Houston Harden to come back and show us in a game. Blah, blah. I'm like, that dude's not coming back. <laughs> that dude's gone. Like Mother Nature. And Father Tom are undefeated unless you are Tom Brady. If you are Tom Brady, then you get a pass. But for everyone else, in theory, it should be, you know, you start to fall apart as you get older. And we're starting to watch that right now. Uh, Question from Ethan. Who is your MVP? NBA. That's a good question because they haven't announced it yet, have they? No. Uh, I think it's going to come down to Embiid or Jokic probably, right? But. Only one they stop voting before the playoffs start, and they probably shouldn't. They probably should keep voting a little bit into the playoffs because if that's the case, the Joker should not be considered for this award. Uh, to me, I, I'd probably go Embiid, I would think. Um, he had an MVP season, and clearly without the 76ers are not good or not as good. What would you say, uh, Larry? And who's your MVP? I'd go with Giannis. Giannis. Yeah. See, how, I mean, how, what, 29.9 points a game, 11.6 rebounds, 5.8 assists. Mm. It's cold, bro. It's cold. Skyler, who you got for MVP? I, I would have to say, honestly, best player in the game right now. See, see what I'm saying? See what I'm saying? What you got? Uh, <laughs> what you got, man? <laughs> he got the best player in the league right now. <laughs> or who's the oh, MVP? So- the best season, in my opinion, I, I got Big Joel just because he did he did more with less. Uh, Giannis, was, you know, was joined by well for the majority of the season played with Chris Middleton, and they were defending champions. They already had a great team. Um, the expectations in Philly this year, especially dealing with everything that he had to deal with with missing in action, Ben Tim all year long, Ben Simmons, uh, and just to carry that weight of that city, that franchise. And to be able to still put together uh, a dominant season on the block, as well as a successful season overall, I, I got to give it to, to MB just just because of I feel like his weight was greater than Giannis's weight this year. 
I'm going to give it to LeBron James because at age 37, he averaged over 30 some points per game and led the Lakers to a 30 win hey, season. I, and... I got him. In, I got him in my top. I got him in my top four. <laughs> I got him in my top 20. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take another quick break. I know some of y'all got to get out of here. We're going to close the show out with a, a question. Me and Larry are going to tackle here. Should veteran players be expected to mentor rookies coming in in their spot? Because I've heard this conversation all week long on social media regarding Ryan Tannehill, uh, Tannehill from the quarterback from the Titans, and his reaction when someone asked him if uh, he would help mentor Malik Willis, and he had a you know response to it. And I feel like I'm the only one that's kind of like on Ryan Tannehill's side. Like, no, you're not. Okay, good. So we're going we're gonna to chop this up here in a bit and end the show. You're listening to The Rundown on WWBG 1470 AM and com. You're listening to The Rundown with Desmond Johnson. Beamer Tire and Auto Repair. Now with three locations across the triad in High Point, Greensboro, and our new location in Kernersville. Beamer Tire and Auto offers full-service auto repair all tire brands, free alignment checks, oil changes, and more. In Kernersville, check out the no-appointment-needed Quick Lube Shop. Check out their thousands of five-star ratings via Google and Yelp. They care because they know that you can go anywhere. So try a shop with a beating heart, not a bottom line. Beamer Tire and Auto Repair. Visit us on Facebook or at BeamerTire.com. Blue Naples Pizzeria in Kernersville is now hiring. Come work for one of the best Italian restaurants in the triad. Currently hiring dishwashers, cooks, front cashiers, and more. Great hours, great pay. Give them a call at 336-993-7707 or stop by and inquire at 1519 Union Cross Road in Kernersville. Start working this week. Blue Naples Pizza. Kim Source Direct is a single source supplier. In business since 2007, they have over 80,000 products for customers just like you. Located in the heart of North Carolina, they supply cleaning products all throughout the Southeast. Whether you're a commercial business, office, or municipal building, looking for wholesale cleaning products, chemicals, cleaning equipment, or service, they've got you covered. Please reach out and start saving money today. Stop by their store open to the public and save. Kim Source Direct, 1207 South Park Drive in Kernersville. Give them a call at 336-515-9990. Order from the website at kimsourcedirect.com. One stop number six, located just one mile west of East Forsyth at 2748 West Mountain Street, Kernersville. A proud supporter of East Forsyth since 1983, serving fresh fried chicken and our famous taters seven days a week from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. For a limited time, grab our Wife Saper family meal for only $13.99. Eight pieces of chicken and sides for four for just $13.99. One stop. Come see us at 2748 West Mountain Street in Kernersville. Maylor Family Chiropractic and Acupuncture, located at 205 North Cherry Street in Kernersville, is your family chiropractor. Dr. Maylor's goal is to treat and correct the underlying cause of patient symptoms to alleviate pain and to restore balance. Maylor Chiropractic treats pain, sports injuries, injuries from auto accidents, and much more. Start performing to the best of your ability pain-free. Give them a call and set your appointment today at 336-996-3737. Maylor Chiropractic in Kernersville. This is Davis Troxler, the proud owner of North Carolina Golf Academy and the director of instruction. Don't let your golf game suffer from this dreary winter season. Come hit some golf balls, take a lesson, 
You can call us at 336-324-2374 for details. Thank you, and keep it in the fairway. Back to the Rundown with Desmond Johnson. Welcome back into the rundown here on TobaccoRoadSportsRadio.com. Desmond Johnson here with Larry Frank, host of the Frankly Speaking Sports Show. You can catch it every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday on Tobacco Road Sports Radio at 11 a.m. Uh, national guests uh, on there. So definitely check him out in your weekday mornings. We got a loaded, loaded, loaded Saturday uh, here on Tobacco Road. Right after we go off the air here at 12 noon, you got Believe in Carolina Panthers, myself and Skylar Callahan. Uh, reviewing the past three draft classes of the Carolina Panthers under head coach Matt Rule. At 1 o'clock, you got franchise players J.P. Mundy and Ryan Stone. Uh, special guest Connor O'Neill, uh, Duke and Wake Forest beat writer. He'll talk about some of the changes to the rosters with those squads there. Uh, Thomas Bryce and Sportswire Radio live at 2.30 p.m. today on uh, Tobacco Road. At 6.30 tonight, uh, the Snake Pit with head coach Josh Resignalo from the Carolina Cobras. And then our nightcap at 7 p.m. live, NAL arena football carolina cobras taking on the jacksonville sharks live from the greensboro coliseum brett wiseman and ryan stone will have the call for you there uh finishing up the show here today larry i wanted to touch on uh this notion that veterans should be expected to mentor rookies uh ryan Tannenhill, the the starting quarterback for the tennessee titans they were the number one seed last year in the afc uh i think they were the year before too or they were number two they were up there um Tannehill's been the starting quarterback for this team. They drafted Malik Willis. He fell on their lap in the third round, pretty much. Uh, and afterwards, reporters asked uh, Tannehill his thoughts on it, and he basically said it's not his job to mentor Malik Willis. What are, what are your thoughts on his comments? First of all, I don't think there's anything wrong with his comments. And the issue here, Desmond, is you get these reporters like Adam Schefter, who I am losing so much respect for this guy because he's been so inconsistent the past couple of months with his reporting, is that if you listen to this, and I listen to it over and over and over again this conference, he said, I will be in the same classrooms as him. I will be on the same field as him. If he can learn from me, great. I, I have nothing against that, but I don't feel that it's my job to mentor him. All he is saying there, if you read his tone and everything is saying is, hey, listen, I'm fighting for the same job that he's fighting for. I'm going to be everywhere that he's going to be in no way, shape, or form am I denying him the opportunity to learn, but I don't think I should hold his hand through the entire process. That's what quarterback coaches are for. That's what assistant coaches are for. That's what offensive coordinators are for. But here you got the media blowing this book out of proportion because it's not a story if they don't blow it out of proportion. Right. And in no way, shape, or form did Ryan Tannehill say anything that was wrong with him? And just to prove how incorrect the reporting is with things like this, the next day Schefter comes out and says that they were interested in Deshaun Watson, which was completely denied by the Tennessee Titans. They got to stop trying to make stories here and actually look at what he's saying. Now, is it someone's responsibility, you asked, for them to mentor someone? It's their job to help them. There's a difference between mentoring and helping. You are not hired to mentor someone. You are there and just human decency says, 
if Desmond calls me or asks me something about a, a radio show, I'm going to answer the question. But am I going to go to you and say, hey, let me tell you something that I learned? No, because it's just not in the way of the path I'm moving. It's not a disrespect thing. You didn't ask me. So right. at the end of the day, Ryan Tannehill did nothing wrong. And I reported on my show the last two days. I was very adamant about it, how completely wrong the media got this. And I don't know if you had an opportunity, Desmond. I know you heard the story, obviously. But if you got to listen to that press conference, his tone even goes. He was saying, I don't necessarily think it's my job to do that. He wasn't saying it's not his job. He said, I don't think that's my job. My job is to help and assist, not to mentor. Yeah, and it's funny, too, because I've seen the the counter to this, uh, an interview with, um, I think it was Cam Newton, actually, uh, from a couple years ago. They drafted a quarterback, like, mid-round. I think it was Will Greer or something like that. And they asked him, you know, what would you do to uh, help him? Basically, the same type of question. And Cam for uh, to his credit basically said i'm going to do whatever i can to make sure this team is in the best position to win football games right. next year and basically just everything you just said ryan Tannehill basically said the same thing he just worded it differently but they're it's funny that they're propping cam's comment up here as this is how you're supposed to act when it was the same media that put him down for the way he acted at the end of super bowl 50 uh in terms of leaving the press conference uh, being upset he could hear the broncos behind him through the curtain celebrating like literally right through a, a thin curtain and he got up and left and he got pounded for that and to this day people still hold that against cam newton that he's a sore loser and all this other stuff and they hold that super bowl game against him i just thought it was funny that they're using him as the the example of what you're supposed to say in that situation when they were dogging him uh for other things before um i, I agree with you i, I don't think it's I've actually been in the situation before, both ways, um, to, uh, at a, 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 a former job where uh, I came in and was going to be taking over a role that someone else who was there was currently in, and upper management decided that they wanted that person to stick around longer to teach me how to do some of the stuff that they were doing, which made an extremely awkward situation even worse because now that person has been put in a situation where they have to basically train their replacement. And it's not like it was something I asked for and it was not, something, nothing I could really do about it. So we were really stuck for about a month in that situation. And then uh, finally they pulled the plug on that guy. And I assumed the role, same thing happened, but in reverse to me where uh, that same company, you know, two years later decides that they're, they they want to move on from me. And they do the same thing. They let they let other people know that they're doing this except for me. So I'm the last to find out. And they basically maneuvered in someone else to take my place. So it, it happens in the world of, you know, careers, <laughs> like not just in sports, but it never works. Like it, it never works out the way they imagine it in their head. Like, oh, well, this guy, he's on the way out the door. He'll just train the new guy, do all the stuff, and he'll just roll right in there. Like that doesn't that never works the way that you envisioned it. And think about it. Why would you want an, un, you know, if you're not happy with your, let's say Sam Donald in Carolina, you're not happy with him. You're not happy with the way he does things or the way he plays. And you have Matt Corral that you're looking at, which I don't think will happen, but I'm just saying, looking at Matt Corral, why would you want that guy to mentor him? 
if Matt, if Sam Donald's not successful in your system, why would you have a guy that's not successful yes. in your system? Teach him all guy, your traits. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. But going back to what I'm saying, the media is either your best friend or your worst enemy. It almost seems to me like, for some reason, Schefter has something against Ryan Tannehill. Maybe he didn't get something information mm. he wanted. But it's almost like he's using situations, especially when he comes out the next day and says that. But at the end of the day, guys, this is a ridiculous – we shouldn't even be talking about this. They just look – they take it a quick sentence or a couple of words. And I'll be honest with you, Desmond. When I first saw the report, I hadn't heard the press conference yet. You know, obviously in Tennessee, you know, they're all over it here because mm-hmm. of Ryan Tannehill. But I said, what the heck is he doing? Then I went back, and as I always do before I report anything or talk about anything on any of our shows, I want to hear it for myself so I can make the, you know – get my own opinion. And when I heard it, I said, he didn't say nothing wrong here. It was just the way, because you can't take tone and emotions into a text or into what you read. You have to see it firsthand. And, you know, like I said, when he said, it almost like he was, they asked him the question and he's like, I don't necessarily think it's my job to mentor him. All he's saying is, I think there's other people around that'll do that. It was just taken way out of context. Yeah, I agree. Because it, it really shouldn't be his job. I mean, why should it be his job to train a guy that could potentially put him out of work? Like, that doesn't make any sense. It's like... Isn't that what you got a quarterback coach for? Yeah. Like, it, you've got other things in place that help him do that stuff. It shouldn't be... It's like it's it's almost like uh, people expecting Brett Favre to mentor Aaron Rodgers. Like, to, like, it, like, the franchise is the greater good, and you should be doing these things for the franchise even after you're gone to make sure the franchise moves forward uh in a successful light when that player doesn't care that player doesn't care who's coming up behind him in his spot now it's different if it's like you know uh an offensive player like a quarterback and a a defense and they're going back and forth or whatever and they're that kind of that's different you know helping them out seeing things they might not see Uh, uh, i'm not saying he should be cold shoulder to him and not speak to him and like you know like mean girls like i'm not saying that at all like be friendly with him be cordial with him he's your coworker. you're gonna be in the same quarterback room uh, for you know, at least this season. So, and if that- you're the head coach, if you're a Mike Vrabel or Matt Rule for the uh, Carolina Panthers, you don't want your quarterback dealing with that. You want him to be as ready and getting ready for the game and the season as possible. You don't want those other distractions around your quarterback. So, like you said, it's not their job. The problem is people assume, and you know what the word assume means? They assume. <laughs> that it's their job and it's a wrong assumption. Yep. That's what usually goes down. So we're, we're at the end of two hours of the rundown. I swear this flies by every Sunday. Uh, stick around more coming up here on tobacco road sports radio. If you're listening to the WWBG 1470 AM, come back and uh, check us out at six 30 or excuse me at seven o'clock uh, Carolina Cobras taking on the Jacksonville sharks and NAL live action from the Greensboro Coliseum with Brett Wiseman and Ryan Stone. For Larry Frank, for Skylar Callahan, for Jalen Gilkey, uh, I'm Desmond Johnson. You've been watching and listening to the rundown on TobaccoRoadSportsRadio.com. And shout out to Brett Wiseman, of course. Um, We'll be back next Saturday with a brand new episode. Peace.